RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to what could be the last game of the 1994 season. Let's hope it's not. If it's not, then it's the first game of a four-game set with the Blue Jays. It'll be Melito Perez against Pat Henkin. But why don't we find out what Pat Henkin's throwing, and we'll go to Buck Scouting Report, which is sponsored by Computer Associates. When you're scouting for software, call 1-800-C-A-L-L-C-A-I. Computer Associates, makers of software superior by design. Here's the deal on today's starting pitcher for the Jays. Starting pitcher for Toronto in the first game of four-game set, hopefully a four-game set, is Pat Hinken, a um, young right-handed pitcher with above-average fastball. He's one of those guys who's going to cross-seam the fastball up in the zone, and he's got uh, what we used to call a drop ball in Little League. His curveball's more of a downer. He throws very few changes. Basically, he's going to throw uh, a four-seam fastball up in the zone. You're going to see a lot of fly ball outs off him if he's pitching well. He's going to change planes with a curveball. And every once in a while, he'll throw you a two-seam fastball when he's behind the count. But basically, a two-pitch pitcher, very competitive and a good athlete. That's the deal on Henkin. Now here's the starting lineup is brought to you by Nissan. Nissan, it's time to expect more from a car. The Blue Jays, well, this is not a lineup that you'll recognize. Leading off is a shortstop, Dick Schofield. Roberto Alomar is the second baseman. He'll bat second, hitting 308, eight home runs and 38 ribbies. Paul Molitor continues the role. He's a DH. He'll bat third, hitting 344, 14 home runs and 75 runs batted in. Joe Carter, the right fielder, will bat cleanup. 270, 26 home runs, and 102 runs batted in. John Olrud's at first base. He'll bat fifth. 293, 12 home runs, and 67 ribbies. Mike Huff gets the start in center field. He'll bat in the number six position. 302, three home runs, and 24 ribbies. Devon White is out with a strained left Achilles and a sore right knee. Darnell Coles, the left fielder, will bat seventh. Batting eighth, the third baseman, Ed Sprague, and Pat Borders, the catcher, will bat ninth. For the Yankees, first place in 70 and 42, seven games ahead of the Orioles. Luis Polonia will lead off and play left. Batting second, the third baseman, Wade Boggs. Paul O'Neill's in right field. He'll bat third, hitting 364, 21 home runs, 83 runs batted in. Danny Tartable's back in the lineup. He missed two games with a sore left elbow. He'll be the DH. He'll bat cleanup. Batting fifth, the Yankee captain. And their first baseman, Donald Arthur Mattingly. 305, six home runs, 51 runs batted in. Mike Stanley's the catcher. He'll bat in the number six hole, hitting 302, 17 home runs, and 57 runs batted in. Bernie Williams in center field will bat seven. Williams hitting 291, 12 home runs, and 57 runs batted in. Mike Gallegos, the shortstop, he'll bat eight, hitting 241, six home runs, and 41 runs batted in. And Pat Kelly's at second base, batting ninth. Kelly hitting 278, three home runs, and 39 runs batted in. Pat Henkin for the Jays, 13 and 8, 3.20. Melito Perez for the Yankees, 9 and 4. 4.03. We're ready for baseball here at the stadium. We'll have that for you right after this. This is New York Yankees baseball.
Eddie Layton on the Yankee Stadium organ plays O Canada and the National Anthem. Follow the Yankees all year round in the pages of Yankees Magazine. If you subscribe now, well, you'll get the special introductory rate of just $14.97 for 12 big issues. The magazine is filled with player features, great color action photos, statistics, minor league reports, and a lot more. So, to order, have your credit card ready and call 1-800-9-YANKS-9. That's 1-800-9-YANKS-9. The Yankees have taken the field. Melito Perez is about to begin his warm-ups, and I'll give you the Yankees defensively. Luis Polonia is in left. Bernie Williams in center, and Danny Tartable, check that, Paul O'Neill, not Danny Tartable, is over and right. In the infield, Wade Boggs at third, Mike Gallego at shortstop, Patrick Kelly's at second, and Donald Arthur Mattingly, the Yankee captain, is at first. And as we broke here on the pregame yesterday, this could be, I'll say it will be, could be the last game he plays, especially if it's a long strike. He said that he would give serious consideration to retiring. We'll see. Mike Stanley's behind the plate, and Melito Perez is on the mound. Hey, taste the difference. Drink Snapple Sport, the awesome sports drink from Snapple. It's the delicious way to recharge and replenish lost nutrients. Snapple Sport, it's America's thirst quencher, only from Snapple and made from the best stuff on earth. The umpires, Matt Winans is behind the plate, Rick Reed's at first, Larry McCoy at second, and Jim Evans is over at third. Well, the bags are packed in the Yankee clubhouse, unfortunately, and they are ready to bolt at the end of this game. Same thing with the Blue Jays, although they'll just leave the stuff that they have in the clubhouse and they'll head home to points unknown. Most of the Yankees have reservations to go to their hometowns tomorrow. Buck Showalter will be here tomorrow, hoping his team shows up. There will supposedly be a meeting between Fear and Rabbits today. Hopefully it can be worked out in the 11th hour. It doesn't look good, but let's keep our fingers firmly crossed and hope that we will be with you again tomorrow evening. Right now, let's sit back and enjoy what could be the last baseball game of 1994 for Yankee fans. If it is so, well, it's been a pretty good year. Dick Schofield digs in. Melito Perez is on the mound. And stepping in behind the microphone for the play-by-play, -play, John Sterling. John? All right, thank you, Michael. And once again, good afternoon, everyone. It's been a very good year, but very incomplete, unfulfilled for Yankee fans, and I might add Yankee broadcasters. This team has been in first place since sometime in May. Dick Schofield leaves off, right-hand hitter, and Perez throws a breaking ball strike through the slider in the count 0-1. Normally, Devon White, the leadoff hitter, and a peerless one, but White is out with a pulled hamstring. It'll be an 0-1 to Schofield. A little ground ball to the right side. Kelly feels. Mattingly gets to first, and the throw is in time, one away. Mattingly started to go for it, then knew Kelly would get there, and retreated to first, so Schofield is out 4-3. Schofield did 256, four homers and 32 RBIs before the ground ball. The Toronto lineup is really down now with Devon White out to four players. And they are coming up now. Alomar, Molitor, Carter, and Olrood. But the troops in back of those guys have not hit well this year. And Toronto has not scored a lot of runs. Alomar takes a strike. Robbie having another great year, hitting a 308, eight homers, 38 RBIs, and 19 stolen bases. 
He's a switch hitter batting left. Better lefty hitter than righty hitter usually. Melito deals 0-1, and the check swing grounder right back to the mound. Melito throws out Alomar, and they're two-way. Could Alomar walk any slower to first base? What a disgrace. I know he tapped it back to the mound, and the likelihood of him beating it out is small, but to sit there and walk back to first base, I mean, let's put some effort forth here. People paid to get into this game. Maybe they're on strike already. Well, he is. That's disgraceful. Here's Paul Molitor having a sensational year amidst Toronto's terrible season. Toronto, the two-time defending world champion, six games under 500, but it hasn't affected Molitor, one of the game's great hitters, and I think a Hall of Famer. He's hitting 344, 14 homers, 75 RBIs. And you want to hear a stat that'll knock your socks off? Molito has good speed, but he's up there in his 30s. The right-hand hitter takes a pitch high. Has tried to steal 20 times. He's been successful 20 times. What a year. The 1-0 is bounced to third. Boggs fields. Fires to Mattingly. Scooped up by Donnie on a low throw. And Perez has a 1-2-3. Pretty play by Mattingly. Three up, three down at the end of a half. The Blue Jays nothing and the Yankees coming about. It's a matter of pride. It's a matter of trust. It's a matter of trust. We're your Number one selling small car is Ford Escort. Escort LX comes loaded with air, cassette, and a standard driver's airbag. One thing you don't get with Escort is just one choice. You get four. Escort three-door, four-door, five-door, or wagon. Just $11,095. That's manufacturer's suggested retail price with package 321M. Title and taxes extra. Ford Escorts. Four choices, one low price. See your tri-state quality Ford dealer today. Right-hander Pat Henkin, the number one pitcher by far on the Toronto staff. He's had a terrific year, 13-8, and an ERA of 3.20. And in the American League, circa 1994, 3.20 is brilliant. 23 games and starts, 169 innings, 151 hits, less hits than innings pitch, and tremendous control. He's walked 56, about three per nine innings, three on the nose. He struck out 143, so a much better than 2-to-1 ratio, maybe a 2.5-to-1 ratio. And the league hitting just 239, all of his numbers are great. A right-hander who throws extremely hard, a lot of high fastballs, and a breaking ball. The pitch to Bologna is fouled off, high fastball. The count on one. Well, you ought to listen, and I'll tell you... The batting averages are the top of the Yankee order. I mean, is there any wonder that the Yankees, whose pitching is pretty good and defense is very good, are in first place by seven games and have been in first place since sometime in May. Polonia, the leadoff hitter, at 3-11, one homer and 36 RBIs. And the next two hitters are hitting 341 and 364. And Danny Jarvel, the fourth hitter, doesn't hit for a high average. The pitch to Polonia is a strike, but certainly has the power numbers. And then after that, there are two more 300 hitters 
and a 290 hitter. The 0-2 to Bologna fouled off high fastball. So when the Yankees come up, of their first seven men, in effect, six or 300 or more, much more, some of them, and one guy hitting in the 250s but with great power. It'll be an 0-2 to Bologna. The breaking ball's inside, and the count one and two. Basically, that's what Henkin shows you. A good live fastball and a big curveball. It'll be a one-two. Cut on him. High fastball Bologna couldn't hit. Now he couldn't have hit it, but if he had hit it, he would have popped it up. In a way, and only in the variety of pitches, not the way they pitch, but the in the pitches they throw, Henkin is very much like a right-handed Sid Fernandez. Bologna swung at a pitch. He almost had a jump to swing at. So there's one away, and here's Bog. But Henkin throws hard, so you don't have a lot of time to make up your mind. Boggs is hitting at 341, 11 homers and 54 RBIs, and he takes a pitch inside 1-0. Why is there somebody warming in the Yankee bullpen? It's a left-hander. I think it's Abbott. The pitch to Boggs is bounced to short. Schofield throws out Boggs, and there are two ways. I get the feeling that this is almost like the last game because there's a possibility they would use other players or use pitchers, maybe starters in a relief role, which would be dangerous because if the strike is averted, well, then what happens, say, if you use a Scott Kamenicki who's supposed to pitch tomorrow, pitches tomorrow? Is there any chance it would be averted? Any chance that fear and ravage on behalf of their representatives would say, come on, let's settle this thing, it's easy. The pitch to O'Neill is a breaking ball. Oh, hey, they overshift. O'Neill's a guy who goes to left field a lot. They overshift on him. Schofield, the shortstop, is on the first base side of second. The third baseman, Sprague, plays shortstop, and the pitch is a strike. O'Neill at 364, 21 homers, 83 RBIs. I think this is a pretty good shift on him because a lot of his hits go exactly where Schofield is standing. There's a strike. And the count is one and two. Two outs, no one on. Bottom of the first, no score. And you know, a lot of his hits go kind of where Sprague is standing between second and third. Pitch is chopped to the right side. Alomar feels on the outfield grass. Whirls throws in time. And that'll do it. The Yankees three up and three down. We have played one inning at the stadium. Toronto nothing. The Yankees nothing. We go to the second. Here's Joe Carter to lead it off. The CBS Evening News. They'll talk about the strike tonight with Dan Rather and Connie Chung, where your world comes together. Carter having his normal good year. This guy is Mr. Consistency. His name is Leon Consistency. He gets 100 RBIs every year. This year, no exception. Hitting a 270. Pitch outside. 26 homers, 102 RBIs. And we can look this up, but... To show you how consistent he's been, I would say in the last eight years, Carter has had less than 100 RBIs once. The 1-0 cut on a miss, and I think that year he had 
something like 96 or 97 RBIs. Now, he's a great run producer. Now, the streak started in 86 with Cleveland when he drove in 121, and the only time he hasn't driven over 100, 1988, he had 98. The pitch is looped to short, caught by Gallego, one away, split finger. Well, how many years would that be? 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94. Eight years. And one year he had 97? 98. 98. That's pretty close, huh? And he knew there was a strike coming. He knew the date. And he's driven in 25 runs in his last 29 games to reach 100. He has 102 and and about 50 games to go. Here's John Olrude takes inside. Olrude is not having the kind of year I'm sure that he or Toronto thought he would have. Not a bad year. But after last year... Hitting at 293, 12 homers, 67 RBIs. He lines up base at the right field. Well, there's the first base run of the game, a clean line drive single by Olrude to right. Olrude does not run, not run a lick like the others. Here's Mike Huff. Huff is filling in in center field today, having a pretty good year. He's a right-hand hitter, a line drive type hitter. But he's hitting at 302, three homers and 24 RBIs. And he's been the hottest Blue Jay since the All-Star break, John. 18 hits in 50 at-bats. That's 360. One thing, though, Toronto has had Carter and White in the outfield, of course, in right and center pitch is outside. But, Mike, they have tried 800 guys in left field. And they're big names. There's one thing to brag about your big names in the minors, but it doesn't mean they're going to hit in the majors. That's why I usually don't listen. I'm really from Missouri when it comes to rookies. The 1-0, way outside, the count 2-0, fastball. Carlos Delgado down, Sean Green down. They tried them both in left field. Remember the April that that Delgado had? Oh, unbelievable. One on, one out. Top of the second, no score pitch is low in the count 3-0. Let me give you Melito's numbers. He 9-4 with an ERA of 4.03. 21 games and starts, 145 innings, 129 hits, so 16 less hits than innings pitch. That's very good. 53 walks, about 3.5 per 9 innings. Pretty good. A 2-to-1 ratio, walks to strikeouts. There's a strike. Exactly what you want. 53 walks, 105 Ks. And the league getting just 239 off him. Romolito's been, all in all, a very good pitcher. Just a step away from being excellent. It'll be a 3-1 to Huff. The pitch is fouled away first base side. Well, Mike, she loves the guy who gets her hot pretzels. Keeps his cool and is into leather. English leather, the official cologne of the New York Yankees baseball radio network, available at a pathmark near you. you know. The 3-2 to Huff. High fastball ball four. So Toronto has something building here in the second. A one-out single by Olrude followed by a walk to Huff. Number 11. And here's Darnell, Darnell Coles. Coles at just 210, four homers and 13 RBIs. Well, this is um, kind of a strange-looking lineup for a two-time world championship team. This is not a great lineup. No, they're down to four hitters in their lineup. The pitch to Coles is a strike. And that hasn't even been their problem. Problem's been pitching. Yeah. They don't score a lot of runs, though, either. They're way down. I mean, you wouldn't think that Toronto down in runs, but this year, yes. 
And their pitching has been... Hey, that's why they're six games under 500. Baseball is the truest sport. The 0-1, cut on a miss. You can't fool anyone in baseball because you play every day. So if you don't hit and score runs, they'll find it out. And if you don't have pitching, they really will find that out. You play every day. You can't do it on spirit, hustle, drive, determination, guts. Have to do it on talent. You don't have talent, you can't win. The 0-2 is a splitter low, 1-2. and two. Scooter. The Phil Rizzuto story, a 45-minute video collectible that every Yankee fan will treasure. The tape covers the scooter from his Sandlot days in Brooklyn up to his recent election into the Hall of Fame. The cost, only $24.95. The 1-2, shy 3, fastball outside corner, caught Coles looking. Now to order with a credit card, call 1-800-9-YANKS-9. What's that number again? 1-800-9-YANKS-9. So if it's 1-800, it's toll-free. Yes. Great. And, of course, the executive producer is Joe Villalone. I didn't tell you last night that no, Joe and I worked together on a Yankee magazine show for a couple of years. That was a great show. We changed his name, of course. To? Joe, leave me alone. Here's <laughs> <laughs> Ed Sprague. He's hitting a 238, 10 homers and 41 RBIs. There are ducks on the pond, Olerud at second, and Huff at first. Two men out, and Melito deals fastball high, 1-0. I think it was Cheers, Mash, and then Yankee Magazine with John John Sterling in terms of just great TV programs. I understand time. that, yeah. and I think in the ratings as well, I think it will reflect him. <laughs> the 1-0. It's hit in the air to center field. Bernie Williams back, away back in deep center. It is over his head and off the very top of the wall. Two runs will score. Sprague on his way to third, and he'll be there with a triple. A two-run triple for Sprague that just missed being a three-run home run. He hit the top of the wall 408 feet away, and Toronto has a 2-0 lead. You know, Bernie went back on the ball like he was going to catch it. And then all of a sudden, he must have realized, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. And the ball hit off the very top of the center field wall. I think he gave up on the ball, John. I think he thought it was really going to be out. I don't think he really had any choice. Uh, I don't know. I, he did turn the wrong way, first of all. He was looking over his right shoulder, and the ball was really over his left shoulder. And then he finally turned around to watch the ball go over the wall, and it hit near the top of the wall. Boy, right near. That borders the catcher is in. He takes a strike. Borders at... 253, three homers, 26 RBIs. So the Yanks, who've hit a little slump, which figures after how hot they were, are behind here, 2 nothing. Heck, and there's a broke uh, check swing tap right back to the mound. Perez throws to first in time. However, Toronto gets two runs on two hits. The two-run triple by Sprague. They leave one at the end of an inning and a half. 2 nothing, Toronto. Well, the Yankees trailed by a deuce on the two-run triple. Hey, listen, they're very fortunate. That ball was at the dead center, just to the right field side of the 408 foot sign and in the very top of the wall. That didn't miss by an inch or so, being a three-run home run, so Yankees should be thankful for that. Danny Chartable is in the lineup after missing a game or two, hitting at three uh, 257. 18 homers, 64 RBIs. He swings and lines one to left center field. On the run is Coles. He makes the catch. 
And there is one away. Danny hit it hard, and Coles ran it down in left center. Hit it too hard, really. It hung up there and allowed Coles to make the catch. Well, we go to the bottom of the second, and that means it's time for the members only. Mattingly getting a good hand here as he's announced. In the American League, only three other games. One this afternoon, Milwaukee, Detroit, 115 start, but it's raining. So they held that up when it starts Wegman against Moore. Tonight, Boston at Baltimore, Sealy against Rhodes, and on the coast, Seattle at Oakland, Johnson against Darling. Mattingly takes a strike. Donnie at 3.05, six homers and 51 RBIs. That could be the last game of the season. And fouls it away in the count of 0-2. Seattle at Oakland, 10.05. That's the latest starting game. And when that game is over, if there's no settlement, that's when the strike begins. In the National League, the Dodgers are leading Cincinnati 1-0, bottom of the fourth. Tim Wallach is 23rd, Martinez against Rio. This one will start in about five minutes, San Diego at Houston, Hamilton against Swindell. The 0-2 is hit up the middle and through to Centerville for a base hit for Mattingly. So both left-hand hitting first baseman batting fifth single. With one out in the Mike second Stanley. inning to put their first men on board. And here's Mike Stanley having just a marvelous year. Hitting at 302, 17 homers and 57 RBIs. 505 start at Mile High, Atlanta at Colorado. Maddox going for win number 16 against Painter. And then the rest, 735 starts. The Mets at Philadelphia, Hockamay against Valenzuela. Montreal at Pittsburgh, Henry against Smith, and St. Louis at Florida. Tewksbury against Rapp. A uh, strike on the inside to Stanley. The count 0-1. And that is the members only. Stop by Stearns today for a look at this year's men's fashions from the aforementioned members only. A wide array of the ultimate in today's outerwear and sportswear. They're all designed for maximum comfort without sacrificing style. And remember, Stearns and members only urge you to do clothes and not drugs. Henkin deals. Stanley takes a pitch up high. And the count one and one. Mike and I looking in the upper deck to our right, which would be like between home plate and first base, and there are, let's say, little league groups there. The one one fouled away. And uh, they have their, let's say, leaders or scoutmasters, whatever, leading them in kind of unified clapping. Terrific. They're so into it. What a great age. That's a What a terrific age when you're a baseball fan. That's the best. And they have all their little blue t-shirts and they're all looking alike and they're all clapping the same way. Almost like a shark in front of well, them. Well, I'll tell you why I was laughing. It was an old Red Skelton movie that I have in my racks. It'll be a 1-2 to Stanley. Swung on and hit in the air to right field and deep. Carter back. He's there on the track near the wall. Makes the catch. And there are two ways. Stanley just missed. And you want to get a copy of this in one of those stores that have old movies? Show it for your kids. They love it. It's called The Fuller Brush Man. And there's a little skit with Skelton and Campfire Girls who are clapping in a certain way to, to douse out a fire. Anyways, that's what reminded me of. So two-way. And here is Bernie Williams at 291. 12 homers and 57 RBIs. Toronto leads at 2-0, bottom of the second. Mattingly at first, two men retired. Bernie up batting left-handed against the right-handed Henkin. How about this crowd, John? Good job, high. Oh, it's a marvelous crowd for a weekday afternoon. You know the Yankees 
have averaged in the last nine home games, they have averaged a little over 40. I think it's 363,000 for nine games. What would you say today? Maybe 30? Yeah, definitely 30, 35, right in that era. An excellent crowd. And the owners are walking away from all this. What did they get in Colorado last night? 60, 70? That'll be a 1-0 to Bernie. It's foul back. So are the players, though. Yes, I'm, I'm not taking sides. I want them to compromise. I know a way to do it, and so do you. And the sad thing is, so do they. They know how to compromise. It's right there in front of them. Give uh, eat both parties something. Give the players free agency sooner and give back arbitration. Absol That'll get it done. At, immediately, tomorrow, at 9, pitch, outside. If I read the small print, Atlanta played in Colorado last night. They drew 65,000 people. <laughs> the people are telling baseball, I mean, here, here's our money, please take it. Going to be a 2-1 to Bernie. Hank Gandil's it's bounced door short. Schofield will take it himself, steps on the bag, and that ends the inning. No runs, one hit, and one left. At the end of two, Toronto two, and the Yankees nothing. Dick Schofield. Dick Schofield leads off for Toronto. We go to the top of the third, two nothing Blue Jays. The pitch fouled away. Fastball. And the count 0-1. 2-2-0 for Toronto, 0-1-0 for the Yanks. Two-run triple by Ed Sprague, the difference. And here with a play-by-play as we hit the third is Michael Kay. Thank you, John. Home plate umpire Matt Winans calls time. Schofield stepped out. Boggs even with the bag at third, about 10 feet off the line, the 0-1. Swung on ground ball up the middle, base hit. Into center field, Bernie Williams will field, and he'll flip it back into the infield. So Schofield on with a leadoff single. Schofield in the leadoff position for the Blue Jays because Devon White out with a strained left Achilles and sore right knee. He's missed a couple of games and he's sitting out again this afternoon. He's with the ball club. He's not on the DL but he is not in the starting lineup. Here's Roberto Alomar who really dogged it in the first inning. He hit a tapper back to the mound and decided to walk to first base. I guess he's having his own work stoppage. The pitch to Alomar is a little bit low. 1-0. Hitting 308, eight home runs and 38 runs batted in against the Yankees' career outstanding numbers: 335, four home runs and 25 ribbies. He's so brilliantly talented that when you see him dogging down the first base like that, it, it gets somewhat annoying. Perez fires over to first and Schofield back. This is a guy who many people say be the best player in baseball, even better than Ken Griffey Jr. In, in terms of the things that he can do. And then to see him jog down to first base, well, why? Here's the 1-0. Low again, 2-0. Melito has missed with two splitters. The lower deck here at Yankee Stadium, completely full, as is the second deck. In the third deck, while well, the wings are empty, but good crowds, really from the foul pole on to the other foul pole in foul territory. As always, the right field bleachers packed. The 2-0. There's a strike with a fastball on the outside corner. 2-1. Sometimes at the top, Melito, into throwing the fastball when he's struggling with the splitter. And when he had that six-game winning streak, the reason he had it was he was featuring the fastball early in the game. 
and getting ahead in the count. He seemed to always be ahead 0-2, 1-2, and then he would go to the splitter later in the game and later in the count. Harris fires the first, and Mattingly has to make a diving stop to save an error to Perez, and that's why you hear the crowd applauding, recognizing an outstanding play. Had a dive to his right, went down to the ground, rolled over, and had the baseball. Schofield leads the 2-1. Fastball high, 3-1. So Perez getting himself into trouble. If he walks Alomar, then you've got Molitor, Carter, and Olrude coming up. Yankees lead the American League East by seven games. The pitch to Alomar is swung on and fouled back to the screen, 3-2. The Blue Jays come in 17 games behind the Yankees, and it would take a little bit more than a miracle, really on the next level for miracle for the Blue Jays, if there isn't a strike tomorrow, to catch the Yankees. 17 games behind on August 11th. Not quite doable. The 3-2 swung on and popped foul behind the plate into the upper deck. That's 18 games in the loss column. So the Yankees are 70 and 42, and the Blue Jays, two-time defending champions, are 54 and 60. The Red Sox right behind the Jays at 54 and 61, 17 and a half games behind the Yankees, and the Tigers are at 53 and 61, 18 games off the pace. Here's the 3-2, swung on and line to right field. O'Neill is right there. He makes the play. Schofield plays it halfway. He'll jog back to first. So Alomar's now 0 for 2. The Blue Jays' big problem this year, if you look at it, well, they've had a lot of problems. But this is the big one. They can't win on the road. They're 21 and 34, and at the Sky Dome, they're 33 and 26. They've also struggled tremendously against Eastern teams. Within their division, they're 12 and 22. They're 24 and 25 against the Central and 18 and 13 against the West. Now compare the Yankees. Yankees are 33 and 23 at home, 37 and 19 on the road. They're 19 and 13 against the East, 25 and 14 against the Central, and 26 and 15 against the West. Here's Molitor. Fitz the Molitor is a fastball up and away, 1-0. He grounded to third. That was in the first inning. He's 0 for 1. Buck Showalter said that if he had to show a kid how to hit, show kid films, this is the guy he would show. He said this is the best pure hitter in baseball, just in terms of mechanics and the way to do it at the plate. The 1-0, fastball high, 2-0. He's hitting 343 at the age of 37. John mentioned 20 of 20 in stolen base attempts, 14 home runs, and 75 runs batted in. The fact that he is the DH for the Blue Jays will probably keep him active for a very long time. He has not lost a thing, and, and if anything, he's gotten better. The 2-0 swung on and fouled away on the right side. And that will make the first row of the upper deck down the right field line. The reason he's considered such a good hitter, doesn't stride, doesn't have a big looping swing. And as the ball is approaching, his bat is still resting on his right shoulder and he's got such quick hands it's all with the hands it's impossible to fool Paul Molitor because he doesn't take a stride he just hits from the crouch 
and swings. And there he swings and lines one into center field. Bernie Williams heading over to right center. Schofield, who was running, has to hustle back to first. And Williams makes a nice throw to Mattingly. But Schofield slides back in ahead of the throw. So, two away. Today's nationwide insurance agent of the game is Larry Montobi at 27-17, or check that, 22-17, Hillside Avenue, New Hyde Park, New York. Molitor just hit a bullet to right center, and Bernie Williams ran it down. Here's Joe Carter. Carter lined out to Mike Gallego in the second inning. He's 0 for 1. He taps the top of his helmet, which means... He wants Larry McCoy, the second base umpire, to move from the shortstop side to the second base side, and the umpire complies. So two down, one on. The Jays lead 2-0, top of the third. The pitch to Carter is a breaking ball strike on the outside corner, 0-1. Carter's at 270, 26 home runs, and 102 runs batted in. They play Carter to pull. Bernie Williams shaded toward left center field. Polonia deep and close to the line and left. Fastball is inside, one and one. Follow the Yankees year-round in the pages of Yankees Magazine. For a special introductory rate of just $14.97, you'll get 12 big issues filled with player features, statistics, minor league reports, and more to order. With a credit card, call 1-800-9-YANKS-9. That's 1-800-9-YANKS-9. Perez fires the first and Schofield back ahead of Mattingly's sweep tag. If there's a game tomorrow, it'll be tomorrow evening. Our pregame would be at 6.45, game time at 7.05. Scott Kamenicki, 8-6, 3.76 against Dave Stewart, 7-8, 5.87. Runner goes, the 1-1 is high. The throw to second is not in time. Schofield got a great jump. Stolen base for Dick Schofield. The throw by Stanley was high, but that was stolen off Perez. It was a great pitch for Stanley to try to throw him out. Fastball, so he was coming out of his crouch. Fastball high. And he fired high to Pat Kelly covering, and Schofield was on the bag by the time Kelly came down with the tag. So now runner in scoring position for Carter. Jays already lead 2-0. Schofield with a big lead at second, the 2-1. Fastball up and in, 3-1. Against the Yankees' lifetime, well, Carter's almost had a career year. 26 home runs and 80 runs batted in. I remember a couple of years he was with San Diego. Take those years away. The 3-1 swung on him, blooped into right field. Mattingly going back into foul territory, makes the catch backhanded to end the inning. Nice play by Don Mattingly. A quick reaction, and he makes the grab. So for the Blue Jays, no runs, one hit, no errors, and one left at the end of two and a half. Toronto two, the Yankees nothing. Well, the people at the scoreboard very clever with the song, Should I Stay or Should I Go? I think the, the final song today should be Don't Leave Me Like That. But we'll see what they play. Here's Mike Gallego. He'll lead off. Yankees trail 2-0. We're in the bottom of the third inning. And the bottom of the third inning at home, well, that means it's time for the Delta Home Run Contest inning. If the Yankees hit a home run, John Perry of East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. The first pitch is swung on and foul back. Can win a pair of round-trip Delta Airline tickets to Dallas, Texas. And if the Yankees hit a grand slam this inning, well, John can win a European Delta Dream vacation for two. Good luck to John. First home run wins. The 0-1. Breaking pitch low and away, 1-1. One and one. So the Yankees certainly have their work cut out for them because Henkin has just a 3.20 ERA, and 
Yankees trail 2-0 the 1-1. Swung on and lined right at Alomar. He was situated perfectly, one away. Here's Pat Kelly. 14. Kelly hitting 278, three home runs and 39 runs better than Gallego was at 241, six home runs and 41 rubies. Blue Jays 2-3-0 and the Yankees 0-1-0. Bottom of the third, one out, nobody on. Sprague, even with the bag at third, about eight feet off the line. The first pitch to Kelly is low, 1-0. Kelly said he plans to stay in the New York area for a while, even if there is a strike. He might stop down for the talk show at one time, the 1-0. Swung on and foul back. 1-1. One one. We mentioned that if there isn't a strike, we'll be here tomorrow evening with the Yankees against the Jays. If there is a strike, well, John and I will be down at Mickey Mantle's restaurant to begin a talk show, which would be on, for the most part, whenever the Yankees were going to play, 7-10. to 10, The first three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, 7-10. to 10. The 1-1. A bunt down the third baseline, a beauty, charging his Sprague, and he eats it. Pat Kelly with a perfect bunt. Sprague knew that he had to barehand the ball. He tried to and bobbled, and Kelly was way past the bag at that point. So a bunt base hit for Pat Kelly. Left fielder, Luis Polonia. Here's Luis Polonia. He struck out on a high fastball in the first inning. He's having a very solid season, hitting 310, a home run, and 36 runs batted in. Sprague comes in on the grass for Polonia. See, against the righty like Kelly, had to play at least at the bag because Kelly can hit the ball past him. The pitch to Polonia is a breaking ball away, 1-0. Polonia can do it as well, but he's got to slap it that way. And it gives Sprague a little bit more reaction time. So the bunt base hit by Kelly, his second the Yankees second base hit of the afternoon. The 1-0. And Polonia calls time. The scoreboard crew really has a lot of pretty clever songs that have already been played and they have a lot of songs that are going to be played throughout the day and I've just got a list of them. They're so clever over there. Henkin fires over and Kelly back. Should I stay or should I go? That's the one I just heard. Or We Can Work It Out is going to be next. End of the world as we know it. The pitch to Polonia slapped into left field. Cole's going back, still going back. He'll have to play it up against the wall. Goes into the corner. Kelly goes to third. And they're going to hold him right there. Polonia's on second with a double. He gave it a ride right into the left field corner. Box. You know, Louie does have pretty good power, and that time he hit the ball over Cole's head. He also hit it down the line, and the ball just stayed in. You know, at the very top of the wall after a bounce. So the Yankees have the tying runs on second and third with just one out, and they have two cracks at a base hit that would tie it with Boggs and O'Neill. Here's the pitch to Boggs, swung on and foul back. Uh, just finishing up the list of songs the scoreboard crew has on tap. Vacation, couple days off, bye-bye love, go away, see you later alligator, and don't go breaking my heart. Some of the musical 
messages. The 0-1 is slap foul on the left side. Into the lower deck, it's 0-2. Boggs grounded out to short in the first inning, hitting 340, 11 home runs, and 54 runs batted in. Great speed on the bases for the Yankees. Kelly at third and Polonia at second. One out, Yankees trail 2-0. We are in the bottom of the third. The hits are even at three apiece. The pitch to Boggs, swung on and fouled away again, upper deck, third base side. You know, you can't beat the great taste of Snapple's all-natural lemonade, fruit punch, grape-aide, mango madness, and kiwi strawberry juice drink. Snapple, America's all-natural beverages made from the best stuff on earth. On deck, Paul O'Neill. Jays pretty much played Boggs, honestly. Not too much of a shift. The 0-2, way high with a fastball 1-2. and two. But the one thing they have to watch out for, Darnell Coles is extremely shallow in left field. And Boggs has great power that way. He can really get burned out there. He just got burned by Bologna. And uh, you're right, he is way shallow to cut off the line drive hit. The 1-2 swung on and drilled to center field. That should get a run in. Huff charging in. Kelly is tagging. Here's the throw. They'll be cut off by Olrud. Kelly slides in. And the Yankees have cut it 2-1 on Wade Bonds' sack fly to center. Boy, if there was going to be an appeal play, there should be there. You're allowed to leave when the ball strikes the glove of the outfielder so he can't juggle it. And if Kelly left at the right time, he just left at the right time. It's tough to watch two things at once, but I had a better chance. And I'll be darned if he didn't leave a tad early. I thought so, anyway. Here's anyway, once the pitch is made, that's the end of the appeal. Here's Paul O'Neill. The pitch to O'Neill, a breaking ball outside, 1-0. O'Neill grounded to second. That was in the first, hitting 363, leading the American League in that category. 21 home runs and 83 runs batted in. With a runner on base, they do not shift as drastically. Well, they can't really, because if Sprague was playing where he was playing with no one on base in the first inning, well, then Polonia would be able to steal third base easily. This time, I guess Sprague would be 20 feet off the line. And Schofield is up the middle, but on the shortstop side, not the second base side. Henkin fires the second with Schofield covering, and Polonia dives back. Also, they had that same shift. Then O'Neill would pointedly hit a ground ball through to get a run in. Two outs, no one on. You really want him to go to left field. Henkin sets the 1-0. Way outside, 2-0. He does have Tartable on deck. First base is open. I don't think he's going to come into O'Neill with anything really fat. Why do that? You'd rather have the righty against the righty. Although Tartable did hit a shot in the second inning that was caught in left field. Here's the 2-0. There's a strike, a fastball on the outside part of the plate, 2-1. In his last 11 games, O'Neill is 17 for 41. That's a 4-15 clip. And if the season ends today, he will probably win the American League batting title. And that's not the way he wants to win it. The 
Outside, three and one. Yankees trail 2-1. We're in the bottom of the third inning. Blue Jays 2-3-0. The Yankees 1-3-0. Jays with two runs in the second. The Yankees with one in already in the third. Bologna's on second with two outs. The 3-1 to O'Neill. Fastball high and away. He walks. That wasn't intentional, but it was close. And here's Tartable. Designated hitter. Tartable, who was hit by a pitch in the first game of the Orioles series, sat out the last two games, and his left elbow is heavily wrapped, but they took x-rays. X-rays were negative. He was just severely bruised. He was hit by Mark Eichhorn. Here's the pitch to Tartable. Swan and foul back to the screen, 0-1. Tartable is at 256, 18 home runs, and 64 runs batted in. Against the Blue Jays' lifetime, not great numbers. 11 home runs and 41 runs batted in. Just 74 hits. Sprague is deep at third, but not very close to the line. In the outfield there straight away. Fastball up and in, one and one. Today's Tri-State quality Ford dealers of the game are Rye Ford in Rye, New York, Haven Ford in Boundbrook, New Jersey, and Griffin Ford of New Canaan in New Canaan, Connecticut. So we have three today, and we welcome Ed Schaefer and Alan Gura from Haven's Ford. The one-one. Fastball inside, two and one. Don Mattingly. Bologna leads off second. O'Neill off first. Henkin sets. Checks Bologna. The 2-1. Swung on and hit deep to left field. See ya. Home run. And the Yankees lead. 4-2. Oh, what a shot by Danny Tartable. You blinked and you missed it. That's how hard he hit the ball. And it was in the lower deck in left field. In a nanosecond, home run Tartable. I was watching the monitor, Mike, just for a moment. And they had the shot from the center field camera. So you see the ball coming into the hitter. Well, in that split second, it was a fastball over the middle. Tartable hit it with a sweet spot, and as he swung, you knew it was a home run. Then the crack of the bat, and the ball wound up. No 10, 12 rows back in the left field lower seats. Pitch to Mattingly is a strike right down the middle, 0 1. What a shot, John. He has unbelievable power. That was the right pitch for him in the right spot, and he hit it out immediately. Pitch to Mattingly is swung on a miss. John also, okay, also. Danny Tartable just got John Perry of East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, a pair of round-trip Delta Airline tickets to Dallas, Texas. So congratulations, John. He knew it was out right away. The pitch to Mattingly is way outside. And he stayed at the plate, got out in such little time, then he went to his home run trot at home plate. Pitch to Mattingly is swung on and ripped foul outside of first. It's one and two. 
Also, Danny's home run, a Coors Light silver bullet blast, and the Yankees have themselves a 4-2 lead. They've scored four runs here in the bottom of the third inning. Two. Low and away, two and two. Mattingly had a single of center field in the second inning. He's had a good year against the Jays this year. Nine, three, 391. The 2-2. Two, two. Swung on line drive right at the third baseman. Sprague almost hit him in the face. And that'll do it for the Yankees in the third. But they did quite enough. Four runs, three hits, and no errors, and none left. At the end of three full, the Yankees four and the Blue Jays two. Well, Melito Perez has himself a lead now, thanks to Danny Turtable's three-run home run. Yankees lead 4-2, 2-3-0 for the Jays and 4-4-0 for the Yankees. We go to the top of the fourth inning. John Orood will lead off against Melito Perez. And stepping back in behind the microphone, John Sterling. All right, thank you, Michael. Perez deals, and Orood bounces it foul. And the count 0-1. Orood. Ignited the Toronto two-run rally in the second. He lined a single to right. And then after a walk, Ed Sprague hit the very top of the center field wall for a two-run triple. And those are the two Toronto runs. Here's the 0-1. Olrood actually threatens Bunt, something he'll never do in a lifetime. And uh, takes inside one and one. is hit to short. Gallego feels and throws out Olrud and there's one away. Boy, Tartable's home run was special. I mean, there are very few home runs that when they leave the bat, and almost when he's finished with his follow-through, you know it's gone. Darnell Coles took one step back. It was almost kind of like, uh, why waste the energy? Because that was, that was out. As he hit it. I just happened to be looking at the monitor and as the ball came and the bat swung into his home run. The pitch is a strike to Mike Huff. Huff walked after Olrood's single. That set the stage for Sprague's two-run triple. Huff the Yanks lead 4-2 in the fourth. Pitch is bounced to third. Boggs feels even with the back, throws to Mattingly, and they're two-way. This game has a little pace to it. So two down, and here's Darnell Coles. I know Mike told you about it. If there is a strike, we begin tomorrow night at Mickey Mantles from 7 to 10. We urge you to come down. It's at Central Park South between the Plaza and the Samaritz on 59th, between 5th and 6th. There is a strike to Coles. And if you don't come down, just tune to 77 on the AM. WABC, our flagship here in New York, will take your phone calls and... We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. It'll be an 0-1 to Coles. Uh, check swing foul. And, of course, it'll be Strike Central. We'll have the fears and the ravages. Talking about the ravages they are doing to the game. Strike Central at Central Park. Very good, sir. What nerve. And what foolishness. And the crowds are terrific in baseball. So's the season. It'll be an 0-2 to Coles. A slow ground ball to short. Gallego hustles, feels, fires. Got him. Oh! And Coles got into a dance. I'll tell you, the first base umpire, Rick Reed, almost called him safe. 
Gallego had trouble getting it out of the glove, and he was safe. I couldn't agree more. No runs, no hits, no errors at the end of three and a half, four, two Yanks. Hey, Yankees fans, take it from Dave Lennox. If there's one thing we've got this year, it's plenty of relief staff. So don't wait for your old air conditioner to wear down in the late innings. Replace it with a high-efficiency Lennox air conditioner. Independently owned and operated, Lennox dealers meet the toughest quality standards in the industry. And in Rockland County, your ace reliever is EB Design Air. So get big-time savings all season long. Call the pros at EB Design Air today. We go to the bottom of the fourth. Here's Mike Stanley to lead off. And the fastball strike on the outside corner from Henkin. 2-3-0 and oh for Toronto. 4-4-0 four, four and oh for the Yanks. If you've tuned in late, Toronto scored their two in the second. A single by Olrud, a walk to Huff, and a two-run triple by Ed Sprague off the top of the center field wall. The 0-1 strike on the outside. The count 0-2. Yankees scored four last inning. With one out, a bunt single by Pat Kelly ignited it. Then Polonia doubled him to third on the left field line. Boggs scored one with a sack fly. O'Neill walked and Tarnable crushed a three-run home run into the lower seats. And, and the Yankees have a 4-2 lead. For Tarnable, 19th home run, and now he has 67 RBIs. Breaking balls in the dirt to Stanley. Now the count one and two. Stanley at 3-0-1, 17 homers and 57 RBIs, having his second consecutive outstanding year. On the members-only scoreboard, there are just three games in the American League. One of them is this afternoon, but it's raining, holding up play between Milwaukee and Detroit at Tiger Stadium. The one If they start, it'll be Bill Wegman for the Brewers and Mike Moore for the Tigers. Tonight, Boston's in Baltimore. Aaron Seeley for the Red Sox. Arthur Rhodes for the Birds. And Seattle at Oakland, Randy Johnson against Ron Darling. The 2-2, high fastball, 3-2. That's the American, and the National has a full slate, or within one game of a full slate. The wine by Henkin, the 3-2, foul to it. This afternoon, they're playing a businessman special in Cincinnati. At the end of six innings of play, L.A. 2, the Reds nothing. It's Ramon Martinez against Jose Rijo. Tim Wallach hit his 23rd home run for L.A. San Diego has begun at Houston. Here's the line by Henkin, and the payoff pitch to Stanley. Struck him out swinging at a fastball. Great fastball by Henkin. So one away. At the end of one, San Diego leads the Astros 3-0. Derek Bell hit his 14th, a two-run home run. Joey Hamilton against Greg Swindell. Tonight, Atlanta's in Colorado. Greg Maddox and Lance Painter. The Mets are in Philadelphia. Jason Hockamy against Fernando Valenzuela. Montreal's in Pittsburgh. Butch Henry against Zane Smith. And St. Louis in Florida. Bob Chicksbury and Pat Rapp. Bernie Williams swings and hits a long drive to right center. On the run is Huff. He makes the catch in deep right center. And there are two away. Shortstop. Chue, here is Mike Gallego. Head over to Stearns and see their wide selection of the ultimate in men's fashions from the leader members only. 
See the great array of members-only jackets and sportswear. Clothes that are stylish as well as comfortable. Remember, Stearns and members-only urge you to do clothes and not drugs. Gags lined a second his first time. He takes outside 1-0. Yankees have a 4-2 lead, bottom of the fourth. Two outs, no one on. Gallego fouls it away, and that evens the counted one and one. I think I'll quote, because it's everything I've said, which may be why it appeals to me, but I think I'll quote a paragraph from Bill Madden's column in the news today. The one-one, cut on us. And the count one and two. And basically, it's what can happen and should happen. And the funny thing is, obviously, why not have it happen now? Why wait? The one-two. Hit in the air to left center field. Now the run is Huff. And left center, he makes the catch. And that'll do it. Three up and three down. And at the end of four innings of play, the score of the Yankees, four, and Toronto, two. the fifth. And the pitch is outside to Ed Sprague. Sprague had the big blow for Toronto, and he just missed a three-run home run, hitting the very top of the center field wall. Missed by oh, a couple of inches of a three-run homer. Right-hand hitter. The 0-1 is a strike from Melito on the count 0-2. Sprague borders. They're 8 and 9 in the order. Then the top of the order in Dick Schofield. Three right-hand hitters here in the fifth. Sprague fouls it away, first base side. It's time to enjoy the real brew taste of Snapple Ice Tea's regular and diet. Delicious flavors such as raspberry, mint, peach, orange, and more. Snapple Ice Tea's made from the best stuff on earth. Sprague swings and misses, strike three. So there's one away. Borders, a right-hand hitter, takes the pitch low outside, 1-0. with a 4-2 lead in the fifth. The pitch is a strike. You know, uh, Mike mentioned the songs that they are playing. We want to give credit to our sound system, the very best there is here in Yankee Stadium. Pitch inside. And the people who make it work, John Franzone, Myra Jimenez, Larry Peterson, Eric Wolf, Jennifer Giandaloni, the pitch cut on and missed by Borders. I hope that's correct. Giandaloni. John Lors. Jim Shutterly. The pitch is hit on the ground. Foul outside of third. Lou Zahelznik. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Paul Beckerly. Dave Gans. Brian McNulty. And in absentia, Anthony the Pest Stefanzo. It's a nice nickname to have, the Pest. Yeah. I've known people like that. 
haven't called him it, though. <laughs> Not on the air, anyway. The 2-2. Foul, though. Did you mention that fear is with the MSG guys? Yes. Why isn't he at a table with Richard Ravitch? Well, I, I mean, don't why know. is he spreading his, uh, if you his get him. spin to people? Yeah, that's all they do is spin, spin, spin. I'd love to ask him. So ridiculous. Now, Perez 2-2 is fouled off. That got Stanley on the hand. And Borders, a fellow catcher, can empathize and is trying oh. to hold Stanley. That really hurts. That may have broken his finger. He is in such pain. Gene Monahan runs out, and Stanley's a pretty tough cookie. And that might have gotten a piece of the meat hand. In fact, it did. There's no question about it. Usually they hide that behind the glove or behind their back, but Stanley had it exposed, and the ball was fouled right oh. into his hand. Oh. Oh, my. Wouldn't he keep that behind him without a runner on base? He's in tremendous pain and is being assisted by Gene Monahan. Jim Lairis to come out and warm up uh, Melito. Well, Bat Borders, he's been there before. Uh, he knows just what's happening. And you never see Stanley like this. He, he's almost crawling. He's in such pain. And he's twisting his head. He's in contortions to try to battle the pain. He's biting his upper lip right, right now. He doesn't even want to look at it. He's staring out into the outfield, and Gene Monahan is, is working with the hand. Now Buck Showalter is standing over both of them. You can just see from body language, John, how much pain this guy is in right now. And I think Noakes has been told to go down to the clubhouse. Not a very long run. Very short, as a matter of fact. And... Uh, there's a little runway between the dugout and the clubhouse. Stanley is coming out. I hope his, I hope his finger is not broken. His hand is not broken. It could be. And Noakes is going to put on the equipment and get ready. And the Yankees have a 4-2 lead here in the top of the fifth inning. There's one out, no one on. There'll be a 2-2 Pitch to Borders when we resume. He fouled it off and it caught Stanley's throwing hand, his right hand. Caught him maybe in the middle of the fingers, in the back of the fingers. So Matt Noakes will come in, or Jim Lairis will come in, and Noakes just went back to get the catcher's glove to warm up Melito, and Jimmy Lairis will put on the catcher's gear. Follow the Yankees all year round in the pages of Yankees magazine. If you subscribe now, you'll get special introductory rate of $14.97 for 12 issues. The magazine filled with player features, great color action photos, stats, minor league reports, a lot more. If you order with a credit card, 1-800-9-YANKS-9. I wonder why they're not bringing in Noakes with the right-hander pitching. And, you know, the simple answer isn't a real pleasant one, but they don't feel as comfortable with Noakes in the splitter as they do with Lairitz in the splitter. And that's the only reason Lairitz will catch and not Noakes. I think Jimmy went in to put on his gear. Noakes already has on the shin guards. He thought he was coming in, but then Joe Alter said, no, no, it's Lairitz. Matt walked back into the dugout. Lairich still isn't out there. Matt should be out there warming up Melito Perez. 
it amazing, though, how these guys, Fear and Ravage, will jump in front of any camera and microphone, but not stay in a boardroom and, and negotiate so that this game doesn't go on strike? I think it's disgraceful. They should be locked in a room. The owner should be in the room. Oh, hey, well, I have a minute. Let me read you this paragraph as Leyritz comes out. Try to do it quickly. Try to get to it quickly. It's everything that we've been saying on the air. This is from Bill Madden's column. And he says, make no mistake. If owners really wanted to avert this now certain strike, all they had to do was get these negotiations off ground zero yesterday by ditching the salary cap they know they'll never get and addressing reform in the salary arbitration system, which is negotiable. Instead, owners are going to go to the mat over the salary cap, and it is sheer madness, not to mention sheer arrogance. And then he goes on to talk about the great state of baseball and how some owners are very much against what is going on with their fellow owners. But there isn't any question in my mind that the owners can get help in the arbitration system, which is patently unfair to owners. I would agree with that. Although the owners put it in. I mean, they're fools. But they made their own mistake. But it can be rectified, and that is negotiable. Salary cap is not negotiable. They'll never get the salary cap. So, anyway. Boy, if I was the other owners who were drawn, like this team and others, well, the 2-2 is a check swing foul. So, Larry's behind the plate. And we'll get a report on Stanley as soon as we can. Didn't look good. Did not look good. Well, how could it look good if a ball is fouled off the bare hand? Now the question is, did it break a finger or not? Mm -hmm. If it didn't, if it's just swelling or whatever. But it did not look good. You're right. The 2-2 is it on the ground a second. Kelly throws out borders. No two way. It's funny, uh, ironic, I guess, is a much better word to use. Not funny, haha, -ha, funny, ironic. Jeff Bagwell gets hurt last night. I hear Stanley gets hurt in what could be the last game. It's terrible. So two-way, that'll bring up Dick Schofield. You know, John, you mentioned arbitration, and, and the one thing that the players always say about arbitration... The bitch outside. Well, you know, the owners put it in. Well, how about the players who sign contracts, and after two years they want to renegotiate? Is that okay? Nobody nobody knocks them. Now, the, well, everyone knocks them. The 1-0, cut on them as, if you say to me, well, John, what you're saying is they're both spoiled and greedy. Yes. Of course. No one listens to the spin. I hope no one halfway intelligent listens to the spin that the fears and the ravages give the pitches low. Or the, some of the owners that are losing this money. They're losing money, go out of business. That's what Goldberg's Deli does. It'd be a 2-1 to Schofield. This is a profitable business, and they have to learn how to share it. The 2-1, inside 3-1. and one. It's unthinkable they could be that dumb to stop a business that is so profitable in its most profitable year. Baseball's never had this kind of success. They have everything they want. It'll be a 3-1. Perez deals. Strike called to Schofield. The count 3-2. and two. two outs, no one on. Top of the fifth, 4-2 Yanks. Mike Lupica had a great line in his column today. He said, Bud Selig first said there was 19 teams projected to lose money, then 21 teams. Then he said it was down to a dozen. The 3-2. Fouled away. 
And now there is a suggestion that it could be as few as six or seven. And then Lupica writes, Silla could make the national debt disappear just by talking about it. Well, as I mentioned, if anyone believes the nonsense that is spewed out from both sides, it's a profitable business. The business is booming. Everything is right. Now they have to find a way to share it. The 3-2 fouled away. And there is a way. We've been saying it. Madden just said it in the news. Absolutely. Get rid of the salary cap. Get help on arbitration. Sign a long contract. And let's not hear from you people again for till the end of the contract. Then there'll be another problem. Here's the payoff. And it's fouled away. And make no mistake about it. The problem is both sides are greedily trying to suck up as much money as possible. Instead of being both happy in the profits they have. And if there is, a, you know, population does shift. It d does in New York. That's why the Giants are a giant stadium. Okay? Population shifts, etc. And if, in fact, Pittsburgh can't make it, Milwaukee can't make it, I cannot tell you how many cities want a baseball team. I'll give you some soon. Here's the 3-2 to Schofield, inside ball four. I'll give you some now. Try this on for size. Washington, D.C., Buffalo, New York, Second Charlotte, North Carolina, Memphis, Tennessee, Phoenix, Arizona, Tampa, Florida, Sacramento, California. That enough cities to begin? Orlando. Orlando, Florida is another one. So I've just given about, what, what is that, about eight cities? You'll find a buyer in one of those cities. Can't make it? I'll, I'll introduce you to a buyer. I want to cut. I want to find his feet. The pitch to Alomar is up high, 1-0. Oh. The walk was the, the second given up by Perez. And the first led him into trouble. 4-2 Yanks, two outs in the fifth. Schofield off first pitch. Alomar takes a strike in the count one and one. As soon as we get a report on Stanley, we'll let you know. Now Melito deals to Alomar, and he chops one slowly past the mound. Mattingly feels flips to Perez in time. Beautiful play by both. Perez couldn't get it. Then he went to the bag, and Mattingly backflipped in the ball. Perez caught it, found the bag, and that'll do it. No runs, no hits, one left. At the end of four and a half, four two Yanks. Pat Kelly takes a fast strike. It was Kelly who ignited the Yankee four-run rally with a bunt single. Kelly at 280 as he stands in. The right-hander Henkin deals, and Kelly takes the breaking ball low. Then the count one and one. Yanks with a 4-2 lead, bottom of the fifth. It'll be Kelly, then the top of the order, the lefty hitters, Luis Bologna, Wade Barnes. Now Henkin to the wide. Here's the 1-1. That's high, and the count two and one. Trying to get the most in New York we can get. And here is the Daily News Yankee beat writer, Jeff Bradley. Are you melancholy, John? Yes. The 2-1. Fouled off. You know what? A little bit melancholy. I'm really more angry. How dumb can they all? I've done this before. I mean, I, re I even it's boring to me. I'm beating the same issues. Bill Madden in your newspaper, The News, I just read his, one of his paragraphs, said it perfectly. We all know how to avert the strike. 
the players' side gives in on arbitration. The players, th uh, the owners, throw the stupid salary cap away, and on we go with this great season. The 2-2, cut on a miss, one away. Ten seconds for station ID. This is New York Yankees baseball. Stay tuned. Following Yankee baseball, it's the Bob Grant Show right here on. You know, John and I were talking in the top half of the fifth inning. We look over in the MSG booth, and Donald Fear is on with Al Troutwig and, and Tony Kubek. And I wonder if you think like I do, why is he sitting there and not across from the table with Ravitch there? Well, Bologna just gets out of the way of a hard inside fastball. I kind of want to know. The, the Players Union has said that they are not they feel there's no need to talk unless something new is going to be presented and uh, I guess I guess they are unwilling to discuss the, the current proposal the 1-0 change wouldn't you think though that fear would uh, sit across the table from Ravitch and by the way there should be owners there and say look we, we want to continue the seasons great season blah 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 the pitch is a breaking ball as high on the count, two and one. Now, how do we do this? Um, if, if you drop the salary cap, what, what else do you want? How can we work this out? Don't you think they should lead that way? The two one is grounded foul outside of third in the count, two and two. And then the owners, if they were honest, would say, well, I'd get rid of arbitration somehow. All right, well, let's work it out. You know, John, I, I feel this way every time we go through this, every four years or whatever it is now. Uh, you wonder why they don't lock themselves in a room and, and figure out at least a way to salvage this season in its entirety. The 2-2 up high in the count through to then. They could. They absolutely could. That's what really bothers me. But it goes on and on. We said it last night. It's a, it's a high-priced game of chicken that they're playing, and neither side wants to budge. They're trying to show their manhood, I guess. You know, they, they drew... 65, they've drawn 125,000 people in Colorado the last two nights for the Braves. The 3-2 is hit on the ground up the middle, fielded at second by Alomar. He throws to first in time to get Polonia two-way. Nice throw by Robbie, who got rid of it the minute it, it touched his glove. Uh, just, all you have to do is just multiply either 20 or 25 bucks a head times the people come to a ballpark. The Yankees, for example, have averaged 40,000 for the last nine games. 360, actually it's about 363. Just multiply 25 bucks times 360,000. That's how much money they make per game. It's ludicrous. It really is ludicrous. Here's Boggs. And the pitch of breaking ball low, 1-0. You know what gets me is, John mentions the Rockies. I don't think Steinbrenner wants to strike. I know McMorris doesn't want to strike. Reinsdorf probably doesn't want to strike. I think the owners are splintered. There is strike to Boggs. And the players, at least as far as we can tell, are, are virulently together. I mean, do you sense that, Jeff? Yeah, I think that's that's been the issue since the beginning. That bit's low. Right. That it's really you know, I don't I want to throw the term market out because Montreal has a low payroll. That's a big market, and they have all Canada with Toronto to share the TV, the two on, up high. I'll throw another team, another town into once baseball, Vancouver, and would bid very well for it. Um, it's really successful teams against non-successful teams. Right. The players are somewhere in the middle. Here is the 3-1. 
Boggs lines one toward the gap in left center field. It is a base hit, and it goes by Coles and all the way to the warning track. Booted by Huff. Boggs turns second and holds with two outs. No point trying for third. So Boggs doubles to the gap in left center with two outs. You know, Mike, more to the point, is Denver and Atlanta, are they big cities? I mean, just, I, mean, I know population has shifted, but they have very successful ball clubs and successful operations, and Denver is going to be solidified because they're going to go into a Camden Yards next year. Baltimore used to be, used to decry itself. They can't make it there because it was surrounded by Washington, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and New York on all sides. Now, they're selling out. So, it has to do then with the ballpark. It has to do then with the team. The pitch to O'Neill is a breaking ball low. Hey, the owners really wanted a salary cap. They didn't have to impose it on the players. What they had to do is take every single one of their dollars, put it in a, a bundle, and split it up 28 ways evenly. Then everybody's on the same footing. But that's not what they want to do. And so the strike goes on. It'll be a 1-0 to O'Neill. Swung on and hit in the air down the left field line. Coles, a long run. He's there to make the catch in the corner, and that'll do it. Maybe see you tomorrow? Yeah, Jeff. Um, we, I don't think we'll see you here, but we'll certainly see you at some point at Mickey Mantle's. You'll be on the show. No runs, one hit, and one left at the end of five. It's 4-2 Yanks. Cole Molotov. We go to the six, and Toronto has the middle of their order. They're good hitters coming up. Paul Molitor, Joe Carter, John Olrud, Malito leading 4-2. Toronto's two runs in the second. A one-out single by Olrud, a walk to Huff, and Ed Sprague's near homer, a triple off the top of the center field wall to score the two runs. Tell you how the Yankees scored in a moment. The pitch to Molitor is down low 1-0. One out, no one on. Bottom of the third. Pat Kelly has a bunt single. Polonia doubles down the left field line to send him to third. Bog scores one with a sack fly. And then O'Neill walks. The wind by Perez. Here's the 1-0 to Marlinsur. He's hit on the ground, up the middle, and through to center field for a base hit. Well, the hit machine keeps on hitting Paul Molitor. Takes a wide turn, but comes back. And after O'Neill walked, two on two out, Danny Chartable crushed a fastball right over the middle from Henkin. Got it in a bad place, and Danny put it in the lower seats and left for a three-run home run. 4-2 Yanks. You know what gets me about this whole thing, John? When we walk into the, the stadium, there are people behind the police lines. And, you know, with the Yankees seven games up on August 10th, the questions we should hear, you think they're going to hold on? Who do you yeah. think they're going to meet in the playoffs? Yeah. Now, the last two weeks... You, you think the strike's going to be really long? You think the playoffs will be here? You, you think uh, it's sad. Joe Carter hits a high fly to left field. Polonia goes toward the line, and the ball is going to be way foul and deep in the seats on the count 0-1. Well, Mike, everything baseball wanted from their divisional setup has worked. Classic years from so many players individually, and also the big cities they want to do well for TV ratings. That'll be an 0-1 to Carter. He fouls it off. New York has a team in first place, the Yanks. Chicago has a team in first place, the White Sox. Los Angeles has a team in first place, the Dodgers. So they got everything they want. It's not enough. Never enough. And they have a growing big market, Texas in first place. Yes. Oh, Dallas is getting to be a huge market. The 0-2. 
cut on and missed. He struck out Carter, one away. This whole nonsense about big market and small market, please. You can't be a smaller market than Baltimore, and they sell every seat to every game at Camden Yards. Well, for Melito, the strikeout was his third. And here's Olroot, who has singled and grounded a short. The Yankees with a 4-2 lead here in the sixth. One on, one out. Molitor, we mentioned, has this unbelievable stolen base percentage. Pitches low. Even a mathematician of my stature, which is somewhere between zero and zip, can figure it out. Molitor has attempted and stolen 20, 20 bases this year. He's off first. Melito checks him over the shoulder and deals, and the fastball is high on the count 2-0. Oh. Tomorrow night, we'll be on the air at 6.45 with Yankee pregame and 7.05 with the play-by-play, -play, if there isn't a strike. Two right-handers, Scott Kamenicki and Dave Stewart. If there is a strike, we'll be on the air 15 minutes later at 7 from Mickey Mantles. Sterling and Kay will take your phone calls, do a million interviews, have people at Mantles, have crowd participation at Mantles. So if you come on by, you'll be on the radio. It'll be a 3-0 to Olroot. He might be swinging. Malito deals, and the pitch is high. He walks. And there are two on and one out. Here's right-hand hitting Mike Huff. So Perez has now struck out three and also walked three. Huff is 0 for 1. A line drive type hitter. Yankees hoping to get the ground ball in the infield to turn two. Huff takes a pitch low, 1 and 0. And if there is a strike, the first three nights we'll tell you about will be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 7 from Mantles. Here's the 1-0. Fastball strike and the count 1-1. One one. Let's face it, Mike. May we feel as sorry for ourselves as anyone else, but what a glamorous year this has been for the Yanks. They have such a terrific team. I was playing tennis with a guy yesterday, and he said uh, it'll be a 1-1 one -one to Huff. It's in the dirt splitter. And the count 2-1. The one thing that is really captured by the fans is, you know what? this year is so great, not just that they're the Yankees are such a fun team to watch and we know why, they get base hits and score runs there's so many personalities on the team such a magical year it could be so great here's the 2-1 that missed outside and Perez is pitching himself into a whole lot of trouble to count 3-1 and one. so a big pitch is coming up Huff will be cutting and slashing if he likes it. Perez certainly wants to throw a strike. One bad pitch, and the bases are loaded with one out. Here's the 3-1. He swings and lines one to right center field. No one's going to catch this. It's in the gap. It's a base hit. One run scores. Bernie throws to second. It's a double for Huff. Olroot stops at third. Molitor has scored on the double by Huff. It's a 4-3 game, Yanks. The only 
able to get that base hit is because Perez fell behind 3-1. He did not want to walk the bases full, so he gave Huff a pitch right down the middle, and what Huff did was drill it into right center field. He didn't, didn't even throw a splitter. It was a fastball right down the middle, and he lets in a run. And again, the only reason he had to make that pitch was because he fell behind 3-1, did not want to load the bases. That is the key, isn't it? Strikes. Always is. And they have Kamenicki up, John. So how sure are they there's going to be a strike? If Kamenicki pitches today, who's going to start tomorrow? So that tells me that someone's told Buck Showalter that it's 100% guaranteed there'll be a strike today. Here's Darnell Coles. And the pitch is a high fly to left center. That will tie the game. Bologna in deep left makes the catch. Oru could walk home. The throw comes to our third. It's going to go in the Toronto dugout. No one was there. And I think the run is going to be allowed home. It is. Oh. So Huff scores all the way from second as Bologna threw the ball to the Toronto dugout. He didn't even throw close. And it's 5-4 Toronto. Polonia, where was he throwing the ball? First of all, there was no runner going anywhere. He could have lobbed, he could have ran the ball in. He could have walked the ball in. He could have rolled the ball in. Instead, he wound up and threw it way wide a third. There was no one there. It went in the Toronto dugout. Two-run score on the sack fly, and Toronto takes a 5-4 lead. My goodness. I think that's just Tim trying to show off whatever arm he has, because you're right, John. No one was going. Our breaking ball is low to Sprague, 1-0. What a goof. So it should have been a 4-4 game, runner at second, two out. Instead, Toronto leads 5-4. Amazing. Sprague has tripled in two and struck out. And the pitch is low. And the count, 2-0. That's bad baseball right there. Terrible. Well, that's bad. Mike, I, 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 Bologna could have done anything with the ball. Anything. He could have run the ball toward third base. It'll be a 2-0. Swung on and hit in the air to left center field. Bologna is there. He makes the catch. But Toronto gets three runs on two hits and one big fat error. No one left at the end of five and a half, five for Toronto. As we go to the bottom of the six, Domingo Cedeno. Takes over at second base for the Blue Jays. So Alomar out and Cedeno in. Danny Charnable leads off for the Yanks, who have blown a 4-2 lead and trail 5-4. Henkin deals. Charnable takes a fastball at the knees on the outside corner for a strike. Danny fly to left and crushed a three-run home run deep in the seats in left field. The 0-1. That pitch low. We have the members only here, John. In the American League, the only other game scheduled for this afternoon is being held up by rain. It was a 1-15 schedule. There's a strike on the outside. And Milwaukee and Detroit still sitting there with the tarp on. It's Wegman against Moore. And if I was the management of Detroit, I'd have them sit there until midnight. It'll be a 1-2. Hey, struck him out swinging, a high fastball, one away. Games at night, 7.35, Boston at Baltimore. Sealy against Rhodes. Rhodes has pitched very well for the Orioles since coming up the... 
Seattle at Oakland, 10.05. Johnson, 12 and 6 against Darling. 11 and 10. In the National League, the Dodgers lead the Reds 2-0. They go to the bottom of the ninth inning. Martinez still in there for the Dodgers. Rio started. Carrasco came on in the ninth. Tim Wallach is 23rd home run. So again, the Dodgers 2, the Reds nothing. Don Mattingly is one for two. He grounds it foul, first base side. Mattingly singled up the middle, then lined hard to third. San Diego is leading Houston 5-0, bottom of the third. Derek Bell is 14th home run. Hamilton in there for San Diego. Swindell started for Houston. Mattingly hits a fly ball to center. Huff is back in dead center field to make the catch, and there are two away. Dave Barris came on in the third for the Astros. 5-0-5 start Atlanta at Colorado. Maddox going for win number 16. He's 15-6 and six against Lance Painter, 4-5. and five. And the rest, 7.35 starts. The Mets at Veterans Stadium to meet the Phillies. Hockamy against Valenzuela. Montreal at Pittsburgh. Henry against Zane Smith. And St. Louis at Florida. Bob Tewksbury against Pat Rapp. Tewksbury is 12-10. and 10. And that is the members only. Jim Leiris, who uh, came in for Stanley when Stanley caught a foul tip on his hand, takes high 1-0. Player is at 267 on the year, 17 home runs and 58 RBIs. He's a right-hand hitter. Hank and Deals cut on a miss, threw it by him. They got one and one. 5-4 Toronto, bottom of the sixth. Two outs and no one on. 5-5 five, five and 0 oh for Toronto. 4-5 and 1 for the Yanks. Here's the 1-1. One, one. Breaking ball is high, no bite to it. The count 2-1. Again to the plate. That fastball rides high. Three and zero. Oh, three and one. Excuse me. Bernie Williams on deck. If Layritz reaches, Hemken working quickly deals. Three one. Fastball high. Ball four. Layritz on. Stop by Macy's today for a look at this year's men's fashions from members only. A wide array of the ultimate in today's outerwear. They're all designed for maximum comfort without sacrificing style. And remember, Macy's and members only urge you to do clothes and not drugs. Bernie Williams 0 for 2 on the day. He has bounced out and fly to center. Batting left-handed against the right-handed Henkin. Pitch a strike on the outside, and the count 0-1. Toronto with a 5-4 lead, bottom of the sixth. Two outs, a runner on first, that's Leyritz. And Bernie takes a strike, and the count 0-2. The CBS Evening News with Dan Rather and Connie Chung, where your world comes together. That pitch right there from Henkin is the, the old drop ball that Buck Showalter was talking about in the scanner report. It's a curveball that goes from nose to toes. Almost like rolling off the table. It'll be an 0-2. Fastball high. And the count 1-2. and two. I wonder what's uh, wrong with... Roberto Alomar. Maybe that's why he jogged the first in the first inning. 
That could be. But he ran hard the next time. The one-two to Bernie. Is it up the middle? There's a base hit to center field. Leiritz will hold. He went around second. Huff had the ball, so Leiritz holds up. The Yanks have the tying run at second. The go-ahead run at first. There are two outs. Here's Mike Gallego. Gallego. That was that curveball again, and Bernie got it right on top. It was a little hanging, and he wrapped it through the middle. So Bernie's one for three. Here's Gallego, who's 0 for two. Boy, these crowds, the four games so far in this homestand, have been so responsive. They really have. Terrific. And, Mike, that would only grow as the importance of the games would grow later in the season in playoffs. Gallego takes a fastball high, 1-0. The 1-0 to Gags. That missed outside. And Hemken behind 2-0. Gallego can zone a certain pitch right here. He can look. He can take a pitch. He's 2-0. He can look, try to zone a fastball. The 2-0. There's the fastball. On the outside corner of the knee. What a pitch. Gallego didn't think so. But <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Henkin, if he got a strike through it, in the greatest spot at the knees just on or just off the outside corner, depending on your perspective. That's what a 2-0 pitch that is. The 2-1. That fastball high. That's the pitch he wants. 3-1. First of all, he wants you to go after it. Secondly, he wants it about letter high. That's a pop-up pitch as hard as he throws. So again, Gallego can zone a pitch. If he doesn't like it, just let it go. Hankin, if he misses, will load the bases up. The stretch. The 3-1. Slow ball four. So they're loaded up. Gallego started to go and held up. That looked like the pitch he got the first strike on. Danny Cox starts to warm in the Toronto bullpen. Galen Sisko, the pitching coach, goes out slowly. They're not going to take Hankin out. He just tried to calm him down, tell him, you know you can get Pank Kelly out, so go get, go get him. Let's take 10 seconds for station ID. This is New York Yankees baseball. Lynn Samuels, tonight at 7, right here on Talk Radio 77. Cisco's out there talking with Henkin. Henkin with a 3.20 ERA is over that already today. He's got the bases loaded. Pat Kelly got two base hits yesterday against Ben McDonald. Has a very quick bat. He had a bunt base hit in the third inning down the third baseline. And then he struck out in the fifth. A very big moment in the ball game right here. He's in 279. Three home runs and 39 runs batted in.
Ben getting ready for the first pitch, and the first pitch probably the most important pitch. He deals, fouled away down the right field line, and Henkin jumps ahead 0-1. Layers at third, Bernie Williams at second, Gallego at first. Layers and Gags have walked, and Bernie singled up the middle. Henkin has walked three, struck out four, given up six hits. Here is the 0-1. Cut on a missed breaking ball. The count 0-2. Good news for the Yankees. X-rays on Mike Stanley's right hand were negative. Boy, the way he was wincing in pain, that is good news. You would have thought it would have broken a finger, huh? Mm. That, that really is good news for the Yanks. It'll be an 0-2. Bases loaded, two out in the sixth. Pitch. Uh, check swing foul back. I'm sorry, John. Rick Down always says that with two strikes, people think that a hitter has to be careful up there. But with two strikes, he really has to be more aggressive. He's got to swing at pitches that are close, not right over the plate. He can't afford to take a strike. Sure. I just about to say the same thing in a different way. This is when Henkin is dangerous because his high fastball is almost unhittable pitch. That pitch is way over Kelly's head in the count. 1-0. It was a breaking ball without bite. But you know he's going to throw the fastball up the ladder. They call it moving it up the ladder when he throws a little bit out of the strike zone. And maybe a little higher than chest high. Tough to lay off. The one-two. Curveball is lined to center field. It is a base hit. Layrit scores. Bernie Williams scores. A two-run, two-out single for Pat Kelly. And the Yankees take a 6-5 lead. shows you, Mike, that even the major leaguers make mistakes. Why would he throw a slow curveball when he's got that kind of fastball, a rising fastball up? Just amazing to me. You let a hitter like Kelly swing at a curveball, you're doing him a favor. Well, the book on Kelly is that he can also hit the fastball, but I agree with you. Henkin's fastball is so overpowering. Why mess with a breaking pitch? Let's give Kelly some credit. He got a pitch he could drive, and he did. Fitz to Bologna is a strike. Hey, you know how I mentioned the last nine games, the Yankees have averaged 40? I'm going to have it broken out, but I think the total is 363. Well, they drew 37 today. Fitch is bounced up the middle off Hankins' hand. Fielded it short and touched by Schofield down the bag to end the inning. Now, the Yankees get off the deck with two outs and no one on, get two runs on two hits. lead to and now at the end of six it is six five yanks the point i was going to make if if this jobs i'm going to try to have it figured out in the last 10 games the yankees might have drawn exactly with the 37 today 400,000. pat borders leads off the seventh 
and takes a breaking ball strike from Perez. The Yanks with two last inning lead it six to five. Then we go to the final three innings of today, and who knows? And with the play-by-play, -play, here's Michael Kay. Thank you, John. Borders is 0 for 2, tapped back to the mound in the second and grounded to second in the fifth. So the Yankees come back for the second time. They lead 6-5. 5-5 and OJ is 6-7 and 1 Yanks. The 0-1. There's a strike with a splitter on the outside part of the plate. 0-2. Borders is number 9 in the order now. 2-53. Three home runs and 26 runs batted in. The 0-2. Swung on and missed on the splitter. Lairitz blocks it, picks it up and tags Border. One away. So Borders down on strike, and here is Schofield. Schofield's one for two with a walk and a stolen base. Single to center field in the third, and he sandwiched around that, a base on balls in the fifth and a ground ball to second in the first. Boggs even with the bag at third. Schofield a threat to bunt. Defense to Schofield. Breaking ball high, 1-0. Schofield, as a leadoff batter, is six for 30. That's not good. The 1-0. Low and away, 2-0. 6 for 30 would be... Why am I blanking out? 3 for 10. No. 2 for 10. Be 200. The 2-0. There's a strike. 2-1. The sun trying to peek through an overcast sky. And it's doing a pretty good job right now. It's been in and out all day. John alluded to the crowd. It's 37,333. Here's the 2-1. A splitter a little bit outside, 3-1. and one. Well, my math is certainly lousy, but I believe that the Yankees through last night had drawn their last nine games, 363. That would make it an even 400. The Yankees have averaged 40,000 people a game. The 3-1. Fastball inside. Schofield walks for the second straight time. Why you do that, I don't know. But he's not trying to walk him. No, he's not. But I mean, that's not good enough to say that he's trying to throw strikes. And now Billy Connors comes out to give the bullpen some time. Dick Schofield is a non-hitter and has always been a non-hitter. And you can't walk him. And Perez has now walked him two times in a row. And every time, a walk has gotten him in trouble. Every single time. So, now Bob Wickman is warming up. Now, that's a direct invitation to trouble. And the Yankees are fortunate that Robbie Alomar left the game two innings ago. And now Domingo Cedeno, a switch hitter batting left, will come up. And he's certainly not Robbie Alomar. While he was in there, Alomar was 0 for 3 and didn't look as if he was really into it. Maybe he was injured. We have not received any word whatsoever on why he was taken out of the lineup. Sedeno, Domingo Cedeno, a 200 hitter with 10 ribbies. Batting left-handed against the right-handed Perez. Wickman warming up in the Yankee pen. The pitch to Cedeno is a breaking ball outside. 1-0. Boggs in on the grass at third. Cedeno on top of the plate, but deep in the box. 
Mattingly holds Schofield, and Perez goes over there, and Schofield's back. Snapple Natural Beverages, America's natural sodas, iced teas, juices, juice drinks, and sports drinks for people of all ages. Snapple made from the best stuff on earth. Here's the 1-0. Fastball outside, 2-0. Yankees lead 6-5 in what may be the final game of the season. We don't know. We hope not. Perez fires over. Schofield back. The stadium does look great. The grounds crew has done a great job on the field this year. It's a perfect green. Mode and checkerboard in the infield and stripes in the outfield. The 2-0. Fastball high, 3-0. The outfield wall, a perfect light blue. The white facade over the ads and the scoreboards in the outfield. It's a beautiful ballpark. The 3-0, way outside, and Perez walks in. So he walks two batters with one out, and now runners on first and second, and one of the better hitters in baseball coming to the plate, Paul Molitor. Molitor's one for three, grounded to third in the first, flat out to center in the third, and singled to center and scored in the sixth inning, and Buck Showalter has seen quite enough out of the bullpen, he signals for Bob Wickman. We'll take a brief timeout. Please stay with us. This is New York Yankees baseball. You haven't really seen Bermuda until you've seen it the Marriott's Castle Harbor way. Just listen to what you'll see. The first thing you'll see is a long sun-splattered arcade leading to the entrance to the castle. Surrounded by verdant hills and lush foliage, the castle is perched high up over the harbor, giving you spectacular views in all directions. You will see three beautiful pools, tennis courts, and an array of water sports. You'll see and enjoy the island's most unique variety of restaurants and lounges. You'll see sunrise from our harbor wing and sunset from our golf wing. You'll see the castle's 18-hole championship golf course. It has 6,435 yards of rolling, undulating terrain that will, if you're not careful, eat you alive. You'll see our private beach, which just happens to be Bermuda's largest and most attractive resort beach. Marriott's Castle Harbor Resort. You haven't really seen Bermuda until you've seen it from the castle. Call your travel professional or Marriott today. Kmart wants to send your kid to a baseball clinic at Yankee Stadium. Kmart and Hershey's Chocolate have teamed up to send 100 lucky winners and their parents to a fun-filled, unforgettable day of baseball at Yankee Stadium. New York Yankee coaches give kids tips on the fine art of batting, throwing, and fielding at the clinic, which will be held on Saturday, September 24th. Visit your nearby Kmart and register to win. No purchase necessary. Entries must be received by September 2nd, 1994. Kmart features fantastic values on Hershey's Great American Chocolate Bars, Kit Kat, and Reese's Nutrageous. Come to Kmart and give your mouth a party with Reese's Nutrageous. Shop Kmart for Hershey's Great American Chocolate Bars, Kit Kat, and Reese's Nutrageous. All on sale, three for a dollar in August. Kmart is the official retailer of the New York Yankee Radio Network. Kmart. Quality. Value. Low price. Anytime. Every time. Tonight on 
eye to eye. How far would you go to protect your home? Bodies were coming out of the wind. Dead people. It took an army to tame the apartment house from hell. We do what we have to do. Now the crooks are gone and everyone's safe. We have been through a lot. But is there such a thing as too safe? Connie Chung, tonight at 9 on WCBS-TV, Channel 2. So Bob Wickman comes on, try to stop the bleeding right here, or stop from bleeding, because the Yankees still have the lead, 6-5, but the Blue Jays have runners on first and second, and Paul Molitor coming to the plate. Wickman's had a great year so far, 5-4, 3.07. This is his 53rd game, by far the most of any Yankee. 67 in the third innings pitched, 51 hits, 23 earned runs. He's allowed three home runs. Walked 26, struck out 54, and opponents are hitting 210 on Bob Wickman. Here's Molitor. Hitting 344, 14 home runs, and 75 runs batted in. And this was one of the great free agent signings in a long, long time. And really, it's this signing that really kicked in the, the small market team screaming because Bud Selig wanted to keep Molitor, and he simply couldn't compete with what the Blue Jays offered. The pitch to Molitor is a strike on the outside corner. Fastball all in one. Wickman started him off with the four-seamer up in the zone. Boggs very close to third base. The 0-1. Swung on and chopped over the head of Wickman. There'll be one play. Kelly Fields fires him addingly one away. Check that. Two away. And the runners move up. Borders had started the inning with a strikeout. So now both runners are in scoring position for Joe Carter, one of the best RBI men in the major leagues. Right fielder. It was a sinker, and Molitor just got a piece off the end of the bat. Once it went over the head of Wickman, you knew there was only one play. That was to first. Carter is 0 for 3, lined out to short in the second, fouled out to Mattingly in the third, and struck out in the sixth. Schofield at third and Sedano at second. Two outs here, top of the seventh inning. Yankees lead 6-5. Wickman, the pitch. Swung on and blooped again toward first base. Mattingly giving chase. He can't make the play. He plays it on a hop. In foul territory near the first base coaching box. Mattingly for the right-handed batter is playing way off the line. So he got a good jump, but he could not even attempt to dive on that one. He had no chance. Carter almost fisted it out there. That's exactly what he did. Boggs again close to the line at third. Here's the 0-1. Fastball inside, 1-1. One one. Carter, a 269 hitter. He has 26 home runs and, again, 102 runs batted in. He's got two more ribbies right out there in the person of Schofield and Cedeno. The 1-1, swung on and driven deep to center field, but Bernie Williams has room. Moving toward left center, he makes the play for the final out of the inning, so Whitman comes in and does a great job. No runs, no hits, no errors, and two left at the end of six and a half. The Yankees lead the Jays 6-5.
seventh inning stretch that you just enjoyed. It was brought to you by Channel Home Centers, neighbor to neighbor since 1908. Danny Cox is on. He was injured for most of the season, and that really, really wreaked havoc in the Blue Jay bullpen. Since coming back, he's done a good job. This is his tenth game. He's one and one, 1.72 ERA, 15. And two-third innings pitched, seven hits, three earned runs, walked seven, struck out 14, opponents hitting 135. Follow the Yankees year-round in the pages of Yankees Magazine for a special introductory rate of just $14.97. You'll get 12 big issues filled with player features, statistics, minor league reports, and more. To order with a credit card, call 1-800-9-YANKS-9. So they bring in Cox, and he'll face two left-handed batters and Danny Tartable. The first one, Wade Boggs, one for two with a sack fly. Pitch to Boggs is a strike. Boggs hitting 342, 11 home runs, and 55 runs batted in. The 0-1 swung on and popped up left side. Darnell Coles looking into the sun. And making the catch for the first out of the inning. Here's O'Neill, 0 for 2 with a walk and a run scored. Scooter, the Phil Rizzuto story, is a 45-minute video collectible that every Yankee fan will treasure. The tape covers the Scooter from his Sandlot days in Brooklyn up to his recent election into the Hall of Fame. The cost is only $24.95. And to order with a credit card, call 1-800-9-YANKS-9. O'Neill swings and misses as a splitter, 0-1. Cox underwent arthroscopic surgery at the end of March, March 26 to be exact. The 0-1. O'Neill squares the bunt and takes a strike right over the middle of the plate, 0-2. And the surgery was to repair an impingement in his right shoulder. He began a rehab with Dunedin on June 27th, and then he was called up to Toronto. The 0-2 swung on and grounded right side. Cedeno off his glove, trickles into right field. We'll see how they score that. O'Neill on first. I wonder how they'll score that. That could be a base hit. It wasn't an easy play. Nope, they give an error. D4. Oh, boy, after last night's shot off Mattingly was called an error. I guess that, that has to be an error. Here's Danny Tartable. He's one for three, but the one was a big one. A three-run home run in the third. And what a shot it was. Has 19 home runs now and 67 runs batted in. The pitch was swung on and driven to right, but foul. And that'll make the seats. A fan just had a great sign about the strike. He said, please don't strike. Colin, stupid is as stupid does, which is Forrest Gump's favorite line. It's a Gumpism. lead 
lead 6-5 in the bottom of the seventh inning. 5-5-1 Toronto, 6-7-1 Yankees. And Cox goes over to Olroot and O'Neill back in plenty of time. The 0-1 to Tartable, swung on a miss. Looked like a slider diving down and away, 0-2. On deck, Don Mattingly. One on, one out. Yankees lead by one, bottom of the seventh. Cox steps off the rubber and fires the first, and O'Neill's back. Why is he worried about O'Neill? set, close stance, bent at the knees. The 0-2, swung on and grounded to third. Fielded there by Spray, goes to second for one, back to first, not in time. Incredible beat it out. So score that a force, 5-4 for the second out, and that'll bring up Mattingly. Mattingly one for three. Single to center in the second, lined out to third, in the third, and flat out to center in the sixth. He gets a big hand. Hitting 305, six home runs and 51 runs batted in. On deck, Jim Laritz. The pitch to Mattingly. Outside, 1-0. Oh. Is this Mattingly's last at bat? Well, he certainly played with the possibility. He said that if it's a long strike, this might be his very last game and this could be his last at bat. If the Yankees hold on to the lead, then he doesn't bat in the eighth. That would be sad. Here's the 1-0. There's a strike on the inside corner, 1-1. One one. over to first and Tartable back. Uh, does Cox just throw to first because he wants to? Tartable and O'Neill aren't going anywhere. Cox again goes over to first. Tartable had a, maybe a step and a half lead. Sets at the belt. Deals the 1-1. Low and away, 2-1. The Blue Jays scored two in the second. The Yankees answered with four in the third. The Blue Jays came back with three in the sixth to take a 5-4 lead. And the Yankees immediately came back with two in the bottom of the sixth. And that's where we stand right now. Yankees lead by one, 6-5. Olrude holding Tartable at first. The 2-1 to Mattingly. Swung on and line foul. Third base side into the second deck. The count is even at two and two. The 
in front of Mattingly's locker, two huge boxes with all of his belongings. And not only Mattingly, every player has packed as if this is the last day of the season. Fan letters, personal belongings, souvenirs, signed baseballs, all in those boxes. The only thing they can't take, their Yankee uniform. That belongs to the Yankees. Cox over to first and Tartable back. Two to Mattingly. Just missed with a fastball outside. Three and two. So that will release Tartable at first. Olru trying to get Cox's attention, telling him he'll play behind him. Play halfway. Cox acknowledges Olru, and Olru will back up behind the runner. The 3-2 swung out and foul back. They'll do it again. All the baseballs have been signed. They put the baseballs into the sanitary hose. And they wrap them up in time at the top. And five or six, ten could fit in one sanitary hose. They have those. They have them in boxes of a dozen. It really does feel like the end of the season, and it's very, very strange here in August. The 3-2 runner goes, swung on, and popped up right field. Carter right there. The Sun squinting against his glasses. He makes the play for the final out of the inning. For the Yankees, no runs, no hits, one error, and one left at the end of seven full. The Yankees six, the Blue Jays five. Pitch to Olruth is outside 1 0. Yankees lead 6 5 as we go to the top of the eighth inning. 5 5 and 1 Toronto, 6 7 and 1 Yankees. Wickman on the mound and Sterling behind the mic. And the pitch is a strike at the knees on the outside. You know, Mike, you look at this lineup, and Olruth is the worry for the Yankees here. Wickman doesn't want to walk him, but he also doesn't want to give anything and get hit out and tie the game. I'll tell you why in a moment. The 1-1 is lined to center field. On the run is Bernie. Has to play it on a hop, and it gets by him. It rolls all the way toward the warning track. Olroot around second. He'll go to third. Terrible, sloppy play by the Yankees, and Olroot has a three-base hit. Could be a single and a two-base error. Bernie put on the brakes, slipped, and the ball went past him. So what should have been a single to center field has turned into three bases, and there's the tying run. Now, I was just about to say that when you look at the rest of the lineup, they are weakish right-hand hitters against a guy who gets right-handed is out Bob Wickman. And they had seven batters before they get to the good hitters in Molitor and Carter. And you only have two innings. What was Bernie's deal jogging after that ball after it went past him? He didn't go very hard after that. Yankees play the infield back. Huff takes a strike. If I'm Mike Huff, I choke up and play Pepper with a shortstop for second baseman, and the game is tied. The Yankees are playing the infield back except for Boggs. 
and they will allow the tying run to score. The 0-1 inside. I don't get that either. Inside corner strike two in the count 0-2. I don't get it either. With a guy on third, if they bring the infield in and the guy singles through the infield, so you just have a runner on first. Now, what do they call that? There's no error put up. There's so no error, it's so triple. it's a triple. Isn't that amazing? It was a single to center field, and Bernie got you close. Tried to put the bricks on the pitch. Low. In this, now they bring the infield in with two strikes. If I'm Huff, on the first couple of pitches, I would have choked up and played Pepper with the shortstop to get the tying run in. That's the old Larusa play right there. With two strikes, they were charging. Here's the one-two. Now they're up, and the pitch is grounded. Foul outside of third. What they wanted him to do was do what you were telling him to do and just choke up and try to hit the baseball on the, on the ground. And then they would charge and make the play at home. So, Olrud gets a gift triple. The Yankees threw away another run when Polonia, for no reason at all, wound up in left field and threw the ball into the Toronto dugout. Here's the 1-2. It's in the dirt, blocked by Larry. It's in the count, 2-2, two two, slider in the dirt. In other words, after Olrud, you had Huff, Cole, Sprague, Borders, Schofield, Sedania. And you got to figure that Wickman and Howe get those guys out. Oh, there's a tying run at third with no one out here in the eighth. It'll be a 2-2 to Huff. Wickman deals. Just missed outside. And count three and two. Oh, I have some questions for you. I don't think you can answer them, but I'd love you to try. Tying run at third, no one out, top of the eighth. Here's the 3-2. It's bounce foul. What happens to the Toronto players today? Explain that to me. The game is over. It's it's 3.30 in New York about now, about. I'll say the game's over 4.30. Okay, what happens? They go to the hotel? Right. And they, what, await word at midnight? They await word, and once midnight approaches or, or reaches and they are on strike. Payoff is hit on the ground, up the middle, knocked down. Gallego Fields throws in time on a great play, and Olrud, who doesn't run well, never left third. Wickman either missed it or got a piece. Kelly knocked it down and luckily deflected it to Gallego, who threw out Hub. Once he sees Kelly on the ground, he should be going. Because what's the likelihood of him getting thrown out? That's awful base running, and the Yankees were very lucky. Very. So the Yankees continue to play up, and here's Darnell Coles, who swings and hammers one. Base hit inside a third down the left field line. Browns rule double. Someone tested. Old Root scores, and we're all tied at six. So Darnell Coles immediately ties it as he rams a pitch inside third. Let's face it, this inning never should have happened. But it did. You know, one more thing. It's free. After Olrud got the base hit, if he's at first, that hot shot up the middle probably becomes a DP because the infield's back. Well, Coles knocks in the run with a double. Here's Ed Sprague. We're tied at six. 
Wickman deals. Sprague takes the strike. Now Sprague and Pat Borders have a chance to knock in the go-ahead run. Well, let's go continue. So the ball players stay in New York tonight. The Toronto players stay in New York and then await word. Right. They get a, they get word. Once they're on strike, then the Blue Jays stop at that moment paying for their hotel. So if they want to stay there at the Grand Hyatt, they would have to stay and pay for themselves. And they have to get home on their own. They're left to their own devices. Oh, Nothing no, is done by the players. No, no question about I'm, that. I mean by the owners or the, the traveling secretary. That's not happening. Okay. But, I, but they stay here until they know the strike is in effect. Right. And then they can either stay or go home. Well, just this is an afternoon game. That's why I wondered. The 0-1 is taken outside. Does the strike, does it actually happen on the stroke of midnight? I mean, is there a gong that sounds, okay, we're on strike, we don't play anymore? The gong sounds the final out of that game in Oakland. Darnell Coles, who has very good speed, leads off second. He's the go-ahead run. We're tied at six in the eighth. Wickman bluffs towards second. You know what I don't understand? I don't have the answer to this. Players go home, right? And then the strike is settled in a week. Does the team pay for them to get to where they have to be? That I don't know. Um, my, it'll be a 1-1 strike. I have a better question. Let's say the strike is settled this weekend, which happens after a day or two. You see this in the real world all the time. And... The players are in Birdbath, Montana, and North Overshoe, uh, Vermont. Where do they go? How do they, what, what game is scheduled? They just pick up the season? Gotta be a 1 2 2 spray. I think if there's two games or three games missed, in all likelihood, they'll try to make those games up some way. That'll be a 1 2 to spray. Wickman deals high. I mean, do they say, how do I... See, in a, in a city, let's say the transit workers are on strike. Well, strike is over, and you report to work whatever the next day is, Wednesday, Thursday at, at 9 or whatever. Well, but in baseball, they're all going home to, to every point in this country. It'll be a 2-2 to Sprague. Wickman deals fouled away. Okay, they're going to resume. The strike is settled Friday afternoon. And they're going to resume with the Saturday games. Is that what they do, or do they... Well, that's all part of the settlement. If there is a settlement, I'm sure that will all be discussed. Once again, Wickman will deal 2-2 to the right-hand hitting Ed Sprague. Pitch. Hit on the ground, wide at first. Kelly fields in the first base hole, flips to Mattingly two away. Coles goes to third. So there's the go-ahead run at third with two outs for right-hand hitting catcher Pat Borders. She loves a guy who plays hard, slides in head first, and is into leather. English leather, the official clone of the New York Yankees baseball radio network, available at a Walgreens near you. is 0 for 3. He is a right-hand hitter. And Wickman deals low. Larris blocked it successfully. And McCown 1-0. Coles, the go-ahead run at third. 
Scott Kamenicki continues to warm in the Yankees' bullpen. The Yankees in the bottom of the eighth will have six, seven, and eight. Leyritz, Bernie Williams, and Gallego. Wickman to the plate. Fouled away. The totals are identical. Six, seven, and one. We're in the top of the eighth. Two outs. The go-ahead run at third base. Bounced foul outside of first. Borders has had some weak hacks at Wickman's pitches, kind of fending off the pitches. And he's behind one and two, looking for something he can hit. Now the right-hander is set. He'll deal one, two, pitch. Struck him out swinging. However, Toronto picks up the tying run. One run, two hits. They leave one at the end of seven and a half. We're tied at six. On the members-only scoreboard, it's still raining in Detroit. Milwaukee and Detroit being held up. Wegman against Moore when it does start, if it does start. And tonight, the American League, 735 start. Boston against Baltimore. Sealy against Rhodes. And Seattle at Oakland, 10.05. Johnson against Darling. In the National League, the Dodgers have defeated the Reds 2-0. Tim Wallach, a home run, is 23rd. Ramon Martinez goes to 12-7. Jose Rio drops to 9-6. He takes the loss. San Diego 6 and Houston 3, bottom of the 6. Derek Bell is 14th. Hamilton still in there for San Diego. Swindell started for Houston. Varis came in in the 3rd. Reynolds in the 5th. 505 start has Atlanta at Colorado. Maddox against Painter. Maddox 15 and 6, going for number 16. Danny Cox deals a fastball inside to Laird's, and we're underway bottom of the 8th. Yankees and Toronto tied at 6. Layards replaced Mike Stanley, who caught a foul tip on the hand. Everything is apparently okay. The 1-0 breaking ball cut on and missed. Cox has a very good slider. It's his out pitch. Fastball slider combination. Layards has one appearance. He walked. And that, with two outs and no one on, he walked. And that triggered the Yankees' two-run sixth. The 1-1. Outside. That gave the Yankees the lead. They lost that in the eighth. We're tied at six here in the bottom of the eighth. Now the rest of the NL slate, John, is at night. Mets at Philly. The Met players have rented a bus, by the way, to take them home from Philly if there is a strike tonight. It'll be Hockamay against Valenzuela, Montreal at Pittsburgh, Henry against Smith, and St. Louis at Florida. Joe Robbie Stadium, Tewksbury, 12 and 10 against Rat, 7 and 7. That's the members only. That breaking ball in for a strike to Leyritz, who did not think so. On the count, even at two and two. It'll be Leyritz, Bernie Williams, and Gallego here in the bottom of the eighth. Now, here's the 2-2. Two -two. Hit on the ground to third. The long throw across by Sprague is in time. There's one away. Head over to Macy's and see their wide selection of the ultimate men's fashions from the leader members only. See the great array of members only jackets, clothes that are stylish as well as comfortable. And remember, Macy's and members only urge you to do clothes and not drugs.
now one away. Here's Bernie. He is 1-4-3 on the night. Cox deals, and the breaking ball is in for a strike, and the count 0-1. Outside the count one and one. In the ball game gone back and forth. Toronto scoring two in the second on a two-run triple by Sprague. Yankees scored four in the third. Boggs scored one with a sack fly. Charitable a three-run home run. The Yanks had a four-two lead. But Toronto came back in the sixth with three. The final run scoring when Bologna, for no apparent reason, threw the ball in the Toronto dugout after a sack fly. Here's the 1-1. It's fouled down the third baseline out of play. But Toronto had a lead, and the Yankees scored two in the sixth to regain the lead. Pat Kelly had a two-run single with the bases loaded, a two-out rally. Uh, two walks and a single loaded him up, and Kelly... The two-run line drive single to center to make it 6-5. Then Toronto scored a run in the eighth, and here we are. The 1-2. That bounced up there. And the count, 2-2. Two and two. Two-two. That just missed outside, and the count goes full three and two. If Bernie gets on, you might have the chance for a stolen base and to put him in scoring position. It'll be a three-two from Danny Cox to Bernie Williams. One out, no one on. Bottom of the eighth, tied at six. Here's the payoff. It's bounced towards second. Cedeno feels he throws out Bernie, and there are two away and. Here's Mike Gallego. The shortstop, Mike Gallego. So there are two way, and here's Gallego. for two with a walk. He takes low. That walk was a big one. A two-out walk on a 3-2 pitch from Hemken to load him up, then Kelly at the two-run single. Cox to the wide. Here's the 1-0. It hit him. Oh, boy. It hit him on the arm. The last thing Danny wanted to do was hit somebody with two outs and put the go-ahead run on base. So Steve Donahue trots out to administer to Gallego. Buck Showalter comes out. It was a fastball inside, and it hit Gallego right on the arm. It may have hit him on the elbow, which would 
hurt like you know what. Hit him in the same spot that Danny Tartable got hit. If you would fold your arm or make a muscle, right in the corner, right there, not quite on the elbow, but right above it, and that could certainly sting. And the ball kept tailing in on Gallego, kept coming in, in, in. He could not get out of the way. Now he's holding his arm straight out. Steve Donahue taking a look, trying to see if he has feeling in his hand. And it looks like he's going to stay in. Well, the Yankees have the go-ahead run at first with two outs. Gallego not a base dealer, so he will not be running. The Yankees decide to put out a hit and run at some point. He stays in the game, and here's Kelly, who's had a bunt single that triggered the four-run rally in the third, and then the line drive single to center field to knock in two that culminated the two-run rally in the sixth. The Yankees and Blue Jays tied at six near the bottom of the eighth. This does one thing for the Yanks, even if Kelly makes out. It pushes the lineup around to uh, the top of the order for the bottom of the ninth. Cox deals and a bit to strike. And if Kelly does make out, ironically, both teams will go to the ninth inning with the top of their order. For the Yankees, with Alomar out of the game, much more productive top of the order. You have two guys, Schofield and Sedanio, at this point not great hitters, certainly. Then Molitor batting third. Who is a great hitter. And the Yankees would have Polonia, Boggs, and O'Neill. Toronto has two lefties in the bullpen. One is old friend Dave Rigetti. The other is Tony Castillo. Castillo does more of the late inning work. It'll be an 0-1 to Kelly. Cox deals, and Kelly takes the pitch high. 1-1. One and one. Kelly just trying to get on base. That would put up a pretty good lefty hitter, a 300 hitter in Polonia, to try to get the base hit to give the Yankees a lead. You know, with this two-run single, John, Kelly and Gallego both now have 41 rubbies. That's not bad for 8-9. Yeah, especially with 50 games to go. And what does Velarde have? He, he must have a round there. here. Velarde has 34 and 9 home runs. No, it, it's very a very productive group. Kelly is hitting around 280. Gallego around 240. And Velarde must be in the 270s, I would think. And also John from shortstop alone, 10 home runs and 52 ribbies. From second base, 4 home runs and 50 ribbies. be a 1-1 to Kelly. He takes a strike. Velarde hitting 279 at this moment. So you have two guys hitting 280. One of them has nine home runs. That's very productive. And that's just your eight and nine. It is your second baseman and shortstop. Gallego the base runner at first. There are two men out bottom of the eighth. It'll be a 1-2 to Kelly. Danny Cox deals, swung on, and popped up off of first. Olrud in foul territory has an easy play and makes the catch. 
No runs, no hits, one left. We go to the ninth, all tied at six. Bob Wickman's first pitch fouled off by Dick Schofield. It'll be Schofield, Domingo Cedeno, a switch hitter, and then Paul Molitor. Wickman deals inside, count one and one. We're tied at six, both teams six, seven, and one. Schofield's one for two, he has singled, he's also walked twice, he's done a good job as a leadoff hitter today, been on base three times. The one-one, cut on that, missed. And the count one and two. I would think the Yankees, they do not have anyone up. I would think the Yankees would have a lefty up to get ready for Olrood if he hits this inning. The one-two. He struck him out swinging slider away. Ten seconds for station ID. This is New York Yankees baseball. Stay tuned following Yankee Baseball. It's the Bob Grant Show right here on No one away. Here's Domingo Cedeno. He takes a strike in the count 0-1. Wickman to the plate outside, one and one. Big hitter to keep off base. Sedanio, a switch hitter batting left. Hasn't played very much, hitting in just 200. No homers, 10 RBIs. But you have a great hitter on deck, Paul Molitor. Here's the one-one. That missed outside, two and one. missed outside the count three and one it's funny the pitcher doesn't well he knows Domingo Cedeno's not a threat but you know Cedeno's been up at bat once this game you know he did he walked now Wickman behind three one pitches low ball four you are begging for trouble to walk a non-hitter against a Hall of Fame hitter Paul Molitor amazing that's I guess what makes the game unique Peach Melba, Raspberry Royale, True Root Beer, Passion Supreme. And there's nothing artificial about these great-tasting sodas from Snapple Natural Beverages. Snapple, America's all-natural sodas made from... Paul Molitor. The best stuff on earth. Cedeno, prior to today, had been up 95 times. He had no home runs. He had two doubles, three triples. He's at first with one out, and here's Molitor. A hard ground ball, double play ball to short. Gallego to Kelly Wan on the first double play. A 6-4-3. No runs, no hits, and we go to the bottom of the ninth, all tied at six. what could be the final half inning of baseball in 1994. Let's hope it's not. There could be plenty of innings following this. <laughs> we could be playing 18 innings just today. That's right. 
Danny Cox stays on in his third inning of relief. And he will face the lefties coming up. Me Polonia, Bonds, O'Neill. Sprague in at third, and Louie takes a slider low, 1-0. Polonia has doubled in four trips. That set up, his double set up four runs for the Yanks in the uh, third inning. Cox yields 1-0. Hit on the ground a second. Cedeno gets a nice hop. Throws out Polonia, one away. So one down, and here's Boggs. A Kelly bunt single, a Bologna double, a sack fly by Boggs for one run. O'Neill walked, and Charnable hit a three-run home run. Those were the first four Yankee runs. Some of the things that Donald Fear said with the MSG Network, he said, slowly but surely, Dick Ravitch is shutting all the doors. This is where he wanted it from the beginning. Pitch up high. And then Ravitch answered, I believe we are closer to a strike than we were 24 hours ago. We regret that the players see no reason to respond to our set of games problems in any way, shape, or form. The Spin Doctors, the 1-0, low 2-0. Now, this should be interesting. Fear and Ravitch are scheduled to appear together tonight on CNN's Larry King Live. That's they at 9 o'clock. They shouldn't do it. It's garbage. They should be meeting. That's a pretty, good, it's a pretty good show. And maybe they can get it done right there on the show. Maybe you need a mediator. a guy, So one of the guys doesn't cry. I don't think it's going to get done with the two of them looking at each other. I know what you're going to say, and I agree with you. They should be together negotiating. Yeah, they know how to get it done. They already know what to do. It's been spelled out quietly between the lines. The 2-0. High in the count, 3-0. They, they do seem a little bit... Too amenable to appearing on every single show in the world. I mean, it's a little ridiculous. I couldn't agree more. They stop going on those dumb shows and instead work out a solution. The three O's a strike and they count three and one. Strange. Almost seems like they don't want to get it done. They know what has to be done. They know where the compromise is. It's so simple. The three one of Boggs. Hit on the ground, foul outside of first, so we have a full count, three and two, coming from Danny Cox to Wade Boggs. Bottom of the ninth, tied at six. Now the payoff. Swung on and lined toward left center. Huff on the run, makes the catch, and there are two way. You know what's really funny about it? The tremendous need for Ravage and Fear to portray themselves and their side as the good guys and the others the bad guys. Who cares? Just get it done. We're all bad guys. Two outs, no one on. They overload the right side of the infield for O'Neill. And the pitch got on a miss at a slider going down. O'Neill, of course, is not about to go to left field for a base hit. That's not what the Yankees need. They need O'Neill to pump one of the seats and win this ball game. So Toronto is right at overloading the infield. The 0-1. That bounced up there. And the count one and one. 
O'Neill 0 for 3 with a walk. The 1-1. Another slider low in the count 2 and 1. Two on O'Neill takes low in the count three and one. Danny Tarnable awaits on deck. O'Neill's 0 for three today with a walk and a run scored. Down to 361. There's the three one. It's chopped to first. Olrud backs up fields, flips to Cox covering in time. That'll do it. We go to extra innings. Nothing across for the Yanks. At the end of nine, we're tied at six. Bob Wickman deals Joe Carter a pitch outside 1-0. We go to the tenth. We're tied at six. Then with the play-by-play, -play, here's Michael Kay. Thank you, John. Carter's 0 for 4. The pitch is lined into right center field. Base hit. Charging is Bernie Williams. He'll play it on a couple of hops and flip it back in. Carter on with a leadoff single here in the tenth inning. That'll bring up Olrood. Olrood is two for three. He scored three times. Single to right in the second scored. Grounded to short in the fourth. Walked and scored in the sixth. And tripled and scored the sixth and tying run in the eighth inning. Buck Showalter's out. And that means Bob Wickman's out. Because Showalter has signaled to the bullpen for the left-hander. We'll be back in just a moment. This is New York Yankees baseball. Well, they bring on Steve Howe to try and keep the Blue Jays off the board. Howe is 3-0, 1.70. This is his 40th game. He has 15 saves. And bluntly put, he has had an outstanding year for the New York Yankees. 37 innings, 25 hits, 7 walks, 17 strikeouts. He does nothing but throw strikes. And the first batter he will face, a very tough left-hander, John Olrud. Olrud, 296, 12 home runs, and 67 runs batted in. Mattingly will hold Carter at first. Howe throws over to first, quarterback. The reason they had Howe throw over to first, they wanted to see if Olrud would square if he's bunting. But Olrud did not give it away, or he's not bunting. Howe fakes the first, and Carter hustles back. Sets at the belt. The pitch to Olrud. He tries to check his swing. Did he? No, he did not, said third base umpire Jim Evans. John Moore, the executive producer and director of Channel 11's fine telecast in the booth, already plotting his uh, telecast tomorrow night, just in case there's a game. They can come down to Mantles, too. From the third base side of the rubber. Deals the 0-1. Swung on and fouled away. Third base side. First row of the upper deck. And a gentleman in a suit made the catch. Good play. Gray suit, red tie. And he'll be talking about that at work if he tells them that he was at the game. Darren Hall and Woody Williams. Warming for the Blue Jays in their bullpen. Two right-handers. Howe takes a deep breath. He sets at the belt and deals the 0-2. Strike three. Olrud down looking on the outside corner. Great fastball. 
One away. That's a perfect pitch by Howe. Nothing Olerud could do with it except look, and he did. Strike three. Center fielder. Here's Mike Huff. Mike Huff. Huff is one for three. Two runs scored, a walk, a double, an RBI, and two ground balls to the infield. A righty batter this time against Steve Howe. The pitch to Huff. He squares the bunt, bunts in front of the plate, foul. Rolls behind the plate, 0-1. That was not a sacrifice bunt. That was a bunt for a base hit. Huff spells his name H-U-F-F, -F, unlike the former Marlins pitcher, Huff, H-O-U-G-H. Spells his name like the former great middle linebacker, the Giants, Sam. Yes. Number 70. That man. That man. Huff, a 3-0-2 hitter, three home runs, 25 runs batted in. Howe checks the runner at first. The long look. The 0-1. Fastball a little bit low and inside. One and one. The Blue Jays have six runs on eight hits and one error. And the Yankees six, seven, and one. We're in the top of the tenth inning at Yankee Stadium in what could be the final game of the 94 season. And the two teams nodded at six. The 1-1. One, one. Fastball strike inside corner, one and two. Howe puts it there. It can't be hit. If there's not a strike, this is the first of a four-game set between these two teams. And when you looked at this series on the schedule at the beginning of the year, you thought, well, this is going to be really important in the American League East, and the Blue Jays are too far back. The one-two just missed inside, two and two, almost the same pitch. But Howe brought it inside just a little bit more. The Jays coming into this game 17 games behind the Yankees in third place. 18 games in the loss column. Howe shakes off a sign, shakes off another sign from Lairitz. Now finally gets one that he likes. And the 2-2. Swung on and blooped into right field. That's a base hit. Carter is heading to second. He'll stop right there as O'Neill fields quickly and fires back in. So Huff just fisted it through the right side of the infield for a base hit. And the Blue Jays have runners on first and second. And Darnell Coles coming up. So left fielder. Coles is one for three. Struck out looking in the second. Chopped to short in the fourth. Had a sack fly. And an RBI in the sixth inning. And then had an RBI ground rule double in the eighth. Our right-handed batter. That's the ninth base hit for the Blue Jays. Boggs, even with the bag at third, maybe a step or two behind and maybe six feet off the line. The pitch to Coles. There's a strike on the outside corner, 0-1. Well, every pitch has a purpose. And he is throwing great pitches at the knees on the inside and outside corners. Even the pitch that Cole, that uh, Huff had the hit on. He just squirted it through. That was a good pitch. Time. Coles calls time. And Winans jumped from behind the plate as Howe was about to go on his wine. works over the gum when he's on the mound. He does not chew tobacco. He chews bubble gum and really chews it when he's out there on the mound. 
Sends it the belt, the 0-1. Swung on, popped up, right side. Mattingly giving it a look, but that'll make the seats out of play. 0-2. So how quickly ahead? This has been a dream season for Howe. He's done everything the Yankees could have asked. He shut everyone's mouth about the Yankees going out and getting a closer. But he is one of the staunchest union supporters. And he's ready to march midnight tonight. Or at the end of the latest game. The game on the West Coast. Here's the 0-2. Swung on and driven to center field. Bernie Williams has room. Moves toward right center, makes the catch. And Carter heads back to second. Two-way. And that'll bring up the dangerous Ed Sprague. Sprague had a two-run triple off the center field wall in the second inning. Struck out in the fifth. Fly to left in the sixth. And grounded to second in the eighth. He's hitting 238 with 10 home runs and 43 runs batted in. We're in the top of the 10th inning here at Yankee Stadium in New York City, and the Blue Jays and the Yankees are tied at six. Blue Jays have runners on first and second and two outs. Sprague, a right-handed batter, the number eight batter in the lineup. The pitch to Sprague. There's a strike on the outside corner, 0-1, and Howe is dealing. strong kid deep in the box far away from the plate Howe gets the sign from Lairitz the 0-1 swung on right back to Howe he grabs the line drive flips it up in the air and that'll do it oh a little bit of luck and Howe's got a big grin on his face for the Blue Jays no runs two hits no errors and two left at the end of nine and a half Toronto six the Yankees six the play by Howe to end the inning. Well, that is today's English leather catch of the day. Get into leather. English leather cologne and aftershave for men available at CBS. That was a great play. What reaction? I don't know how much of it was luck or how much of it was skill, but it was made. A line drive back to the mound. But well, one thing, if a line drive is hit back at you, Mike, you got to move your glove because, you know, that's not going to get hurt. And um, I told Mike this off the air. Uh, <laughs> How caught it? I mean, let's face this. Luck. Then he flipped the ball over his head. He lands near the mound, and he's walking off, and Sprague is there probably cursing a blue streak. And Howe gave Sprague an ear-to-ear -ear grin, and Sprague probably grinned back and probably told him something naughty, but... Here's Danny Tartable. The first pitch from Woody Williams is a strike on the outside corner, so they relieve Danny Cox. And Cox did a very, very good job for the Jays. Yeah, he pitched three innings of scoreless ball. In fact, I think scoreless hitless ball. I'll check that. And the 0-1. Swung on a miss. Slider down and away 0-2. Tartable is one for four. The one, a three-run home run in the third inning. And what a shot it was. Into the lower deck in left field. The 0-2. Just missed outside with the fastball, one and two. Well, let's face it, Sprague, very unlucky. He had a line drive, and that ticketed to go through the middle for a base hit that would have brought in the go-ahead run. Sprague practically standing on the line at third and deep. The one-two. Strike three. Fastball outside corner. Tortable down looking. Did not like the call. And he's having a couple of words with Matt Winans. You know, we've said this over and over, John. When Danny stands too far from the plate, he can't reach the outside pitch. Yeah, he couldn't reach that. That was way outside. 
I've seen worse. <laughs> That's why he got so upset. So there's one away, and here's uh, Mattingly. Danny Cox allowed two men again on base, one an error by Cedeno, and one a hit batsman. Here's Mattingly. He's one for four. The crowd on its feet. The pitch to Mattingly. A little bit outside, one and all. And Tartable is still barking in the dugout. Well, they're on their feet giving Mattingly a great ovation because of what they heard last night on this broadcast and what they read in the radio, read, it, read in the newspapers today, that if the strike is prolonged, the 1-0. Swung out and foul back, 1-1. One one. If the strike is prolonged and goes late into next year, which I don't think is going to happen for a minute, that it could be his last game. So I think that's why they're giving him this great ovation. And they'd like to see a run. We're in the bottom of the 10th inning. One out, nobody on. The game tied at six. Blue Jays and Yankees. The 1-1. Swung on and driven to center field. Not deep. Huff right there. Pounds the glove and makes the catch for the second out of the inning. That'll bring up Lairitz. Jim Lairitz. Lairitz came on in the fifth inning when Stanley had to leave the game. A foul tip crushed his right hand. They took x-rays, all negative. So that's good news. First time up, Lairitz walked and scored, and then he grounded the third and the eighth. Hitting 266, he does have 17 home runs, some power. He can hand it right here. And 58 runs batted in. Williams getting the sign from Borders, the pitch. A strike on the outside corner, 0-1. Williams, 1-3, 3.77. This is his 38th game. 57 and a third innings pitch, the 0-1. Strike two on the outside corner, 0-2. So Matt Winans' plate is very wide, and Laritz takes a walk. He's shaking his head. In the 57 and a third innings pitch, 44 hits, 24 earned runs. He's allowed five home runs, walked 33. That's a lot. Struck out 52. Opponents hitting 211 off Woody Williams. The 0-2 to Lairitz. Just missed outside, 1-2. and two. On deck, Bernie Williams. 6-9-1 and one for the Jays, 6-7-1 and one for the Yankees. The 1-2. Low and away, 2-2. Two and two. Williams takes a walk on the back side of the mound. Now climbs back up. He's on the rubber. Getting the sign. He's working from a full windup. And he deals the 2-2. Way outside with the fastball. Outside and high. 3-2. and two. Again, Sprague practically on the line. The 3-2 is swung on and fouled off. Right near the on-deck circle of the Blue Jays. Jays had a 2-0 lead after two. The Yankees had four runs in the third. And then the Jays took a 5-4 lead after five and a half. The Yankees added two in the bottom of the sixth. And they took a 6-5 lead. And then the Jays scored a run in the eighth inning. Sloppy defense by the Yankees. And it's 6-6. The 3-2. Swung on and missed. And that'll do it. We go to the 11th inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left. And at the end of ten full innings of play, Blue Jays 6 and the Yankees 6.
they wipe all the numbers off the scoreboard. It's like a little etch-a-sketch because they only have room for 10 innings. We go to the 11th, and the Yankees and the Blue Jays are tied at 6, and if this is the way the season's going to end, it's certainly going to end in style. Steve Howe still on the mound. 6-9-1 for the Blue Jays, 6-7-1 for the New York Yankees. For the Blue Jays, it'll be 9-1-2. Borders, Schofield, and Cedeno against Abbott. Abbott against Howe. And as I mentioned, we go to the 11th. That means we turn our lonely eyes to John Bradford Sterling. John? Who has weary eyes himself. Matt Borders will lead it off. He's the ninth hitter, then the top of the order for the Blue Jays. Schofield and Domingo Cedeno. Borders is 0 for 4. He has struck out twice. He hasn't had the ball out of the infield. He has some power. The right-hand hitter. Howe in his second inning deals and the pitch is grounded foul outside of first. There's an example of a right-hand hitter swinging late and he didn't miss a ground ball over the bag at first which would have been a double down the line. So we go on and on here in the 11th. If there isn't a strike and boy we all hope it's averted. Here's the 0-1. Fastball inside. This is the end of the closers for a day or so. Wickman pitched two and two-thirds innings. Howe's in his second inning. But I think everyone would trade that for baseball to resume without a stoppage. The 1-1 is line to center field. Bernie Williams glides over, makes the catch, and there's one away. I wonder if Kamenicki will be able to go because he got up and threw in earnest twice. And he's due to be the starter tomorrow. In all likelihood, he'd be able to start. But if the game goes very long, you might see Kamenicki. Or Ernest. Ernie good. One away, and here is Dick Schofield. Who is one for three and has walked twice. Right-hand hitter. The pitch is... Inside one and a while. I know where I'll be tomorrow night. If there is a strike. Where? At Mickey Mantles at seven. Why you have dinner plans? Well, maybe later. The one oh cut on and fouled off. That's right, our talk show. Sterling and Kay from Mickey Mantles, 7 to 10 on Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. Busy phones, lots to do. Yep. It'll be a 1-1. Bet you I buy. And the count 2-1. We'll try to get everything in. Yes. Baseball, the strike. Football. Dream Team. Elvis. He can come in. The 2-1 is hit in the air to right field. O'Neill comes in. And there are two. Maybe his uh, his daughter and son-in-law will show up. That would be neat. We'll put any kind of guests on. Get their view on the strike. I really meant the backup quarterback of the 49ers. Elvis Gerback. Oh, that's what it is. I've been boning up on my football, John. I'm ready. Okay. Well, maybe we can get on the same night Elvis Gerback and the former Sacramento King and Villanova Wildcat Harold Presley. 
Very good. The pitch is bounced slowly up third. Boggs feels, fires, and gets to Danio. So Howe has a 1-2-3. At the end of 10 and a half, Toronto 6, the Yankees 6. Do you have a car for sale? Do you have hundreds of cars for sale? Imagine how quickly your car would sell if over 30,000 people stopped by to take a look. If you're in the greater New York or Long Island area, that's exactly what Car Buyer's Market can do for you. If you're in Connecticut, the Bargain News will do the exact same job. You see, both Car Buyer's Market in New York and the Bargain News in Connecticut are weekly newspapers specializing in advertising cars for sale. The unique twist, however, is that these cars are advertised along with their pictures. You can actually see the advertised car in the pages of these two highly successful newspapers. For 20 years, the Bargain News has gone on sale every Thursday all across Connecticut, and the Car Buyer's Market is doing the same throughout the greater New York area. See how fast your car or cars can sell with a photo ad in either of these two remarkable publications. Remember, New York cars sell fast with a photo ad in the Car Buyer's Market, and Connecticut cars sell fast with a photo ad in the Bargain News. Ask for your copy today, wherever newspapers are sold. Lee Miles, the most trusted name in transmission since 1947. The people who know car and truck transmissions foreign are domestic. When you have a transmission problem, there's only one company to call, Lee Miles. When you want the work done right at the right price, call Lee Miles. Bring your car or truck in for a free checkup. If any repairs are needed, the price they give you is the price you pay. That's the Lee Miles Honesty Guarantee. Lee Miles honors most extended warranties. Check the white pages for your neighborhood dealer. Lee Miles, the most trusted name in transmissions for over 40 years. Now might be a good time to take 10 seconds for station ID. This is New York Yankees baseball. Stay tuned following Yankee baseball. It's the Bob Grant Show right here on... Bernie Williams, Mike Gallego, and Pat Kelly against Woody Williams as they play Wild Thing on the scoreboard. You make my heart sing. You make... No, let's not do it. That's tomorrow night. We'll do that. Yes. Freeform. Bernie Williams and Acapella. Bernie Williams will lead it off. Sprague in at third. And the pitch is cut on a miss. Only third baseman come in for Bernie, who I don't think has ever bunted. He is 1-4-4 four, four today. 6-9-1 for Toronto, 6-7-1 for the Yanks. You know, you see all these advanced scouts at the game every day. Well, I'll tell you what I said to a whole bunch of them. The 0-1 strike. Don Welkie, a whole group of them were at the table, Herb Stein and all. And I said, um, no, I hope I uh, see what the game tomorrow night's scouting. I'm just wondering what scout came up with the idea. Oh, yeah, we got to play Bernie in because he bunts. Uh, who, uh -oh. who saw it? <laughs> I don't know, though. <laughs> line foul down the third baseline of the seats. Well, you're right about that. I think it's ritualistic. Guy comes up with a little speed, and you play the guy in at third. But Bernie, to my knowledge, has never bunted to third. I don't think he's ever bunted anywhere. Now, look how far back they play him with two strikes. So that's where they think they should play him if he's not bunting. And how much room are they giving him when they think he's going to bunt? The 0-2. High fastball from Woody Williams on the count 1-2. and two. Henkin. Danny Cox, now Woody Williams, a right-hander. It'll be Bernie Williams, Mike Gallego, Pat Kelly. 
the bottom third of the Yankee batting order. Williams, the one-two. A uh, little pop fly to left field. In his tracks, Coles makes the catch, and there is one away. Here's Gallego, who was hit by a pitch his last time up, and you can see that his left elbow is heavily wrapped now. Yankees have used only one man off their bench. And that was Lairitz when Stanley hurt his hand in the fifth inning. Wonder why they don't go for Darrell Boston. Gag swings and misses. You've got Boston, you've got Noakes. Right. You don't want to use Noakes, though, because he's your last catcher. That'll be an 0-1. Cut out of us. Say one more thing, Mike. No one's warming in the Yankees' bullpen, so how will pitch a third inning? I don't think he's pitched three innings in one stint this year. I think he has. I'll have to check. I think he might have early. Okay. Well, and if you tell me so, I'll buy it. I ain't buying for a while. The 0-2. Up high, 1-2. and two. to the wine. The pitch is up high. Well, well you're going to have to buy. You ready to buy? Yes. 7.28 against Boston. He remained in the suspended game and he totaled three and a third innings pitched. The 2-2. Two -two. Strike three. Outside corner. Gallego didn't like the call. And he mentions it to Matt Winans on the way by. So there are two down here. It's Pat Kelly. Well, it's on the air. It's official. 50,000 Clear Channel Watts plus the Yankee Radio Network. And I guess I will buy you a Snapple at Mickey Mantle's tomorrow night. The pitch is looped by Kelly to first. Olrude cannot make the catch. Just a strike. And, of course, a mystic. After the show, but after the show, maybe one Coors. It'd be no one to Kelly. <laughs> Pitches low. Let's see if I have the whole list. They started that game in Detroit, and the Tigers lead it 2-0. They're in the third against Milwaukee. I knew they'd keep them there forever. See. <laughs> <laughs> but the rain stopped. It wasn't forever. Pitch. Cut on and missed. He threw it by him in the count one and two. Williams is ahead of every hitter. In the 12th, Toronto has their hitters up that they want to break the tie. Three of the best in the league. Molitor, Carter, and Olrood. Here's the one-two. Breaking ball outside. Two-two. I'll tell you this for Yankee hitters. Yankee right-hand hitters. The pitch looks outside. Swing at it. Mr. Winans has been calling that a strike about an inch off the corner or so. Here is the 2-2. He struck him out swinging, and the Yankees are down 1-2-3. They played 11 innings at Yankee Stadium. Toronto 6 and the Yankees 6. 
go to the 12th. And Steve Howe is out for his third inning of relief. And he faces the top three hitters for the Blue Jays. Paul Molitor, Joe Carter, the first two right-hand hitters, and then lefty hitter John Olrood. 6-9-1 for Toronto, 6-7-1 for the Yanks, and on we go. And with a play-by-play, here's Michael Kaye. Thank you, John. Molitor is one for five, so not a great Paul Molitor day. Hitting 342, 14 home runs, 75 runs batted in. His only hit, a single in the sixth. And he did come around to score. Boggs, even with the bag at third, the Yankees do not shift as drastically late in games to try to cut off the... The extra base hit. Buck Walter doesn't believe in it. He thinks the majority of the base hits would go the other way. The pitch to Molitor is a strike on the outside corner of fastball 0-1. 6-9-1 for the Jays, 6-7-1 for the Yankees. Well, that's the scoreboard here. And here's the 0-1. Swung on, line drive to left field. Coming on, Polonia, he makes the play for the first out of the inning. Molitor could not have hit the ball any harder, but he hit it right at Polonia. And now, for the scoreboard elsewhere. The members only, right? That members only that you hear so much about. Oh, it was a 1:15 schedule start. Rain held up Milwaukee, Detroit. They have just begun at the end of two. Detroit leads Milwaukee 2-0. Bill Wegman and Mike Moore. Tonight, Boston and Baltimore. Aaron Seeley and Arthur Rhodes. Seattle at Oakland. Randy Johnson and Ron Darling. Here's Joe Carter. He's one for five today. The pitch to Carter is swung on hit deep to left field. If it's fair, it's gone. It is gone. A home run for Joe Carter. And the Blue Jays lead 7-6. That might have hit off the foul ball. Whatever it hit, it's a home run. Number 27 for Carter. And the Jays take a one-run lead. Well, when he swung and hit it, like the charitable home run, there's no doubt about it. That ball was out if it was fair. Hit something and then went back on the field. And a home run for Carter. Howe threw a fastball. Actually, I think it was a breaking ball. Maybe a slider and it hung over the plate. And it, it did look like it hit the pole. The pitch to Olrud is a strike on the outside corner. Hit the screen right down the line. And then kicked back out onto the field. The 0-1. Swung on, line drive to center field, base hit for Olrud. And the Jays have a runner on with one out, Mike Huff coming to the plate. Center fielder, Mike Huff. In the National League today, Los Angeles shut out Cincinnati 2-0, 2-5-0 to 0-7-0. Ramon Martinez wanted, he's 12-7. Jose Rio lost, he's 9-6. Tim Walcott is 23rd. And they drew 33,876 at Riverfront. Billy Connors going out to talk with Hal. In Houston this afternoon, Astros just scored three in the bottom of the seventh. It is 8-6 San Diego at the end of seven and a half. Derek Bell is homeward for the Padres. Kevin Bass for the Astros. John Hudek is pitching now for Houston. Scott Santos pitching for San Diego. The other games are tonight. Atlanta at Colorado will begin in about 20 minutes. 
5.05 start. Greg Maddox and Lance Painter. New York's in Philadelphia tonight. Jason Hakami will pitch against Fernando Valenzuela. Montreal plays in Pittsburgh tonight. It'll be Butch Henry against Zane Smith. St. Louis at Florida. Bob Chicksbury and Pat Rapp. Here's Mike Huff. The pitch to Huff is a fastball low and inside 1-0. Huff has had a pretty good day. He's two for four RBI, run scored, and a walk. Jays lead the Yankees 7-6. Yankees in a little bit of a slide right now. The pitch to Huff. Swung on and driven to center field. Bernie Williams has room. Olrood playing it halfway. Williams makes the catch, and Olrood goes back to first. Two away. After a great road trip, 5-2 on the road trip, a great start after the... All-star break. The Yankees lost two of three to the Orioles. They lost the final two in Minnesota. So that was four out of five. And now they're trailing here in the 12th inning. It could be five out of six. Here's Darnell Coles. He's one for four. Two RBIs, a sack fly, and a double. How over the first and Olerud back. hitting 211, four home runs, 14 ribbies. The pitch to Cole, swung on and driven deep to center field. Bernie Williams going back, has room, makes the play for the final out of the inning, but not before. The Blue Jays score a run on Joe Carter's solo home run. On two hits, no errors, and one left at the end of 11 and a half innings of play. Toronto 7, the Yankees 6. So you're shopping for a car. And it's got to be stylish, and it has to have the right features, and, of course, it has to be affordable. Well, you'd be smart to take a closer look at the Nissan Sentra XE. After all, the Sentra XE features a powerful 16-valve engine, precise fit and finish, and a host of available amenities like a driver's side airbag, cruise control, air conditioning, and a four-speaker cassette stereo system. At a price that's $1,700 less than a Toyota Corolla DX. And uh, what does $1,700 sound like? Well, it sounds like a pretty nice tropical vacation to me. The Nissan Sentra XE. It's time to expect more from a car. For a limited time, special lease offers are available on the Sentra XE. See your Nissan dealer for details. Comparison based on MSRP for 94 Sentra XE and Corolla DX. Hey, Yankees fans. Take it from Dave Lennox. If there's one thing we've got this year, it's plenty of relief staff. So don't wait for your old air conditioner to wear down in the late innings. Replace it with a high-efficiency Lennox air conditioner. Independently owned and operated, Lennox dealers meet the toughest quality standards in the industry. And in northern and central New Jersey, your ace reliever is Fritz & Sons. So get big-time savings all season long. Call the pros at Fritz & Sons today. the Jays bring on their closer, that would be Darren Hall, a right-hander, 1-3, and 3.34. This is his 30th game. He has 17 saves, 29 and two-third innings pitched, 24 hits, 11 earned runs. He's allowed three home runs, walked 13, struck out 27. Opponents are hitting 222 off Darren Hall. And once Dwayne Ward was gone for the year, well, they had to find a closer, and they settled on Darren Hall. It'll be the top of the Yankee order trying to make up that one-run deficit. 
The Jays lead 7-6. The strike deadline's tomorrow, August 12th. This is the bottom of the 12th. And let's hope on both it's not the 12th of never. You know that home run by Carter hit right in the middle, smack dab on the pole. Just seen a couple of replays of it. It was gone when he hit it. If it was fair and the ball smacked off the pole, no question about that. Well, the Yankees have their lefty hitters. We have never seen Darren Hall before. Toronto brought him up after the last time the Yankees played. Toronto, he has kind of a three-quarter, almost sidearm delivery. And I would think he'd be very tough on right-hand hitters. So the Yankees have three lefty hitters and four of the first five hitters are lefty here in the 12th. Sprague in on the grass for Polonia. The pitch to Polonia is way outside 1-0. And he's playing very strange in on the grass. He's in on the grass and very close to the line. He'll chop the ball right by him. Here's the 1-0. Fastball right down the middle of the plate, 1-1. One one. The Blue Jays 7-11-1. The Yankees 6-7-1. Bluey hits a lot of ground balls between third and short, so they have the shortstop over two, kind of backing up Sprague. The middle's open. The 1-1. Swung on line, drive into the right field corner. That's going to be a base hit and go all the way to the wall. Polonia round first. He's heading to second. Carter fields, fires, and Polonia's in with a leadoff double. He's standing on second base, clapping. A clutch base hit for Luis Polonia to lead off the 12. Now we mentioned how many base hits. Clutch base hits O'Neill has had this year in Boggs. Louis has had a lot of clutch hits. The ball was down and in. He opened up quickly and laced it right down the line. Proving to doubters he can pull the ball. And he can pull the ball. And you have one of your fastest, if not your fastest Yankee at second, no one out. There's no bunt coming up. What you want to do is to have Boggs, O'Neill, and Tartable. And if anyone else gets on Mattingly, take three shots of getting a base hit. You know what? I like your odds. Take three shots. If he gets you, tip your hat to Darren Hall. Bologna with that double now has two doubles on the afternoon. He's two for six. Here's Boggs. The pitch to Boggs. A little bit low, 1-0. On the day, Boggs is one for five with a double and a sack fly and an RBI, hitting 340, 11 home runs, and 55 runs batted in. As John mentioned, Paul O'Neill on deck. The 1-0. There's a strike on the outside portion of the plate, one and one. The base hit by Polonia, the eighth for the Yankees. They get the left-hander Castillo up, along with right-hander Mike Timlin, but... No, you're going to use the left-hander. You ought to use him now, huh? You would think, but they got him up late. The 1-1, way outside, 2-1. Hall has become the closer out of necessity. Dwayne Ward... So many problems with his shoulder, could not start it up this year. The 2-1. In the dirt, scooped up beautifully by Borders, it's 3-1. He kind of slings the ball. I would think he'd be tough on right-handers. Mike, here's an interesting thing. The Blue Jays have Coles playing straightaway left, way off the line. And the center fielder, Huff, 
is playing maybe one step to the right field side of center. So they obviously feel Boggs will pull Hall. Here's the 3-1. Swan and chopped over the middle. Moving over is Cedeno. But Schofield cuts in front. Boggs beats it out. Schofield cut in front of Cedeno. Fielded the ball. Flipped to Olrud. Pulled him off the bag. And Polonia goes to third. Boggs is on first with an infield hit. Mike, I have no idea. It was the right play for Schofield. Because if Cedeno feels it, he's going away. But Schofield threw terribly. Instead of firing it, he flipped it and threw kind of a medicine ball toss to uh, Oru. That's why Boggs beat it out. Boggs had it beaten. And I don't know why Scobie must have slipped out of his hand. Only thing I can figure that it must have slipped out of his hands. He could have had Boggs. And he threw a pop fly to first base. So the tying run at third, which is almost a gimme at this point, the winning run is at first, and here is O'Neill, and you have O'Neill, Chartable, and Mattingly. O'Neill's 0 for 4 with a walk and a run scored. The pitch to O'Neill, outside ball one. All you need is a fly ball, and you tie the game. Even a double play, they're playing for the double play. They will give up the tying run. The 1-0. Swung on and fouled back off the glove of Borders all the way back to the screen. They are playing back. I don't blame them. You don't want to lose the game. A ground ball anywhere but third. And O'Neill hardly is going to hit a ground ball at the third unless he swings very late. Gets the run in. And they'd love to turn the double play. The only two things can hurt the Yanks. A strikeout or pop-up. The 1-1. Swung on and chopped over the middle. Schofield right there. He'll get two. Steps on second. Fires to first. Polonia scores. And the Yankees have tied the game at seven on the 6-6-3 double play. He chopped it right over the middle. Schofield moved to his left, fielded the ball, stepped on the bag himself, and fired a strike to Olrud. And the Yankees tie the game. That's a second chopper just like that. His pitches must really sink. Here's Chartable. One for five. The pitch, it's high, 1-0. The one, a home run, a three-run shot in the third inning. The Yankees would like more of the same right here. Otherwise, we go to the 13th. The 1-0 from Hall. High, 2-0. On deck, Donald Arthur Mattingly. Joe Osanio's in the Yankee bullpen. He'll be coming on on the 13th. Tartable with 19 home runs, 67 ribbies. The 2-0, swung on a miss. Breaking ball down and away. Seven eleven and one for the Jays, 7-9 and one for the Yankees. The 2-1, swung on and chopped foul outside of third. The count is even at 2-2. Two two. He must have some downward sink on the ball. Because everyone's chopping the ball except for Polonia. Polonia got a fastball, knee high, thigh high, opened up and lined it down the right field line. The 2 2, way outside, backhanded by Borders. The count is full at 3 and 2. Two outs, nobody on. Bottom of the 12th inning, the Yankees and Jays are tied at 7. The 3-2. Swung on and chopped the third base. Sprague right there. He fields and fires. 
And that'll do it here in the 12th inning. But the Yankees do tie the game. One run, two hits, no errors, nobody left at the end of 12 full innings of play. Toronto 7, the Yankees 7. Imagine yourself behind the wheel of a Valvoline IndyCar heading into turn one at 240 miles per hour. Or strapped into a Valvoline top fuel dragster, breaking the 300-mile-per-hour barrier. Or how about driving a Valvoline NASCAR Ford while doing a bump and grind at 200 miles per hour? Even though you can't drive one of these race cars, you can be a part of this team, the Valvoline Performance Team. Just have one professionally installed Valvoline oil change, and we'll send you the official Valvoline Performance Team hat at $2 postage and handling. You'll also be able to get lots of other great Valvoline stuff just for Valvoline Performance Team members. But this mail-in offer ends November 30th, so join the Valvoline Performance Team fast and get into the action. People who know, use Valvoline. Available at Speed and Repair in Wheatley Heights, Smithtown Tire and Auto, Smithtown, and VIP Service Center in Brooklyn. Today's game is all about the Yanks beating the opposition. Sometimes they do it, and sometimes they don't. No guarantees. Nobody beats the Wiz loves baseball, but we have to play by different rules. We have to beat the competition every day, and we guarantee it. The Yankees scout, nobody beats the Wiz shops. The Yankees hit, and nobody beats the Wiz you save on home electronics, music, movies, cameras, computers, and more. It does come down to the same thing for both of us, winning at all costs. Only it's a low cost, and nobody beats the Wiz. Well, we go to lucky 13. I don't think either of these teams wants to go on strike. 7-11-1 for the Jays, 7-9-1 for the Yankees. Let's take 10 seconds for station identification. This is New York Yankees baseball. Lynn Samuels, tonight at 7, right here on Talk Radio 77. Well, that'll do it for Steve Howe. They bring on the right-hander, Joe Osanio. And he'll face 8-9-1 in the Blue Jay lineup. Sprague, Borders, and Schofield. 13 innings of play here on a Thursday afternoon. A lot of the crowd is left, they say half. 37,333 was the announced crowd. So Osanio will try to keep the Blue Jays off the board and let the Yankees try to score a run in the bottom of the 13th. Sprague will lead it off. Sprague, so far today, is one for five with a triple and two runs batted in. Almost won the game in the 10th inning, or in retrospect would have won the game when he lined one right back up the middle, but Howe made a great play, just a stab of the line drive to end the inning. So Sprague, who's one for five, hitting 238, 10 home runs and 43 ribbies. He's ready, Osanio's ready, and John Sterling, as always, is ready with the play-by-play. And the first pitch of fastball high, 1-0. Well, if it's the last game, we are getting our money's worth, eh? Yes, eh? <laughs> well, Toronto's here, you have to say that. It'll be a 1-0 to Sprague, and the pitch inside, 2-0. Melito Perez went 6 and a third. Bob Wickman, 2 and 2 thirds. How 3. Now, Osanio, who has emerged from absolutely nowhere. Well, Columbus... But the Yanks didn't know about him. The 2-0 is corked at deep left field. Back goes Polonia to the track. To the wall, it's gone. 
Ed Sprague homers in the left field seats, and Toronto takes an 8-7 lead here in the top of the 13th. Yeah, Mike just told you that Sprague could have won the game when he hit that line drive that Howe just flicked up the glove and happened to stick in. That would have brought in a run while Sprague took it in his own hands this time. He homered deep to left. A mighty shot, his 11th home run. His 44th RBI. Remember, he had a two-run triple early in the game that just missed going out in center field. So Sprague's had a big day. He hung the splitter. Just hung up right in front of Sprague's eyes. He drilled it. The pitch to Borders is outside. 1-0. Well, Toronto takes the lead. 8-7. Borders, the right-hand hitting catcher. The 1-0 is up high on the count. 2-0. The Yankees will have Mattingly, Layritz, and Bernie Williams as their top three hitters. And they have two lefty hitters on the bench in Noakes and Boston. Pitch is popped up to shallow left. Bologna comes in. Louie will make the catch, and there is one away. Shortstop, Dick Schofield. What a weird game. It is. In, in many respects, it's very weird. And you can look back at this game if you're either team and say, gee, we should have done this or shouldn't have done this. And... The Yankees made a couple of big goofs in the field today, something they normally do not do. However, Dick Schofield, a right-hand hitter, is in with one out, no one on, or Sanio deals, and Schofield runs up and takes a strike in the count 0-1. Toronto leads 8-7 here in the top of the 13th. Arsenio will try to hold it at 8. He deals low and it goes back to the screen. The count 1-1. One one. Carter, a bases empty home run. Sprague, a bases empty home run here in extra innings. Sprague had a two-run triple earlier in the game. Danny Charnable, a three-run home run for the Yanks. The 1-1. One one. There's strike on a breaking ball. The count 1-2. and two. Stretch by Osanio, oh, the one-two. He struck him out swinging, breaking ball. So there are two way as Scofield strikes out. The second baseman, Domingo Cedeno. And here's Domingo Cedeno, the switch hitting second baseman, who went in after Alomar came out of the game midway through. Cedeno has walked twice and bounced to third. strike on the outside corner. At the beginning of the year, Toronto's shortstop was to have been Alex Gonzalez. He didn't hit. And he's back in the minor leagues along with their other hot shots in the minors, Delgado and Green. Cedeno takes a strike. Schofield became the number one shortstop and Cedeno the backup for both. I think in retrospect, it shows that the Blue Jays put too much emphasis on rookies. You can't infiltrate three rookies or two rookies into a starting lineup of a world championship team and expect not to miss a beat. They missed the beat. Well, also, too, it's very tough to gauge when a guy's ready or not. The pitch, he struck him out swinging. Cedeno. But Osanio gave up one run on the home run to Sprague, one hit. We go to the bottom of the 13th. 
And Toronto has an 8-7 lead. He's last chance. Mattingly, Lairitz, and Bernie Williams against Darren Hall. So they give Hall another shot. This time he won't go for save. He'll go for the win. You like lefties against Hall, the way he pitches. And Matt Noakes has come on deck for Lairitz. So it'll be three lefty hitters initially against Hall. We'll try to close it out. Mattingly, Noakes, and then Bernie Williams. And you still have a lefty hitter left for either Gallego or Kelly, Darrell Boston. Being on deck, though, is not in the game. So... Let's say Mattingly homers, for example. You don't have to send up notes. No one's warming in the Toronto bullpen. The pitch is a fastball low, 1-0. Paul comes somewhere between three quarters and sidearm. Kind of slings the ball. It'll be a 1-0 to Mattingly. Low, 2-0. It looks like it's tough on his arm. Wouldn't you think that? You would think, the way he comes almost buggy with. How badly do you think Mattingly wants to jack one out of here right now? Badly. He is one for five on the day. Yankees trail, bottom of the 13th, 8-7. The right-handed Darren Hall deals 2-0. Low, 3-0. I think the Yankees probably made a mistake at swinging some of his pitches after they had first and third, no one out. He does throw everything sinking low. He throws what they would call a heavy ball. The 3-0. There's a strike on the knees in the count three and one. Now they pulled Noakes off deck and put Darrell Boston there, which I don't understand. Because you are pinch hitting for the catcher. Why are you burning an extra player? You're absolutely right. It'll be a 3-1 to Mattingly. Way outside. A lot of Hall's pitches go, in effect, down and away, kind of Scroogey-like from the arm movement, the arm delivery. You know, you have a very good point, but I guess Buck is, wants to put him up in this order for whatever reason. The reason I don't know. Because Noakes will be used to hit for either Gallego or Kelly. And, of course, if you don't get that far and the game's over, the game's over, so it doesn't hurt you, but... He also knows that Boston's a pretty good off-speed breaking ball hitter, and that's exactly what Hall's been throwing. Well, the tying runs at first, no one out, and once again, left-handed Castillo. The pitch to Boston, grounded foul. And right-handed Timlin get up. This time they got up Rigetti, John. Which I, which I don't understand. So it's Rigetti and Timlin. Oh, it's not... It's not Castillo, it's no, Rags. It was Castillo before when they sat down. Oh, that is Rags. And now they bring up Rags. That's easy to see. That'll be an 0-1 to Boston. Mattingly, the tying run off first. Pitch outside. And the count 1-1. One one. one thing I know, you have to lay off the pitch. I mean, it's very tough to do. The sinking pitch, and most of his pitches are sinking low. First time the Yanks have ever seen Darren Hall. It'll be a 1-1. Fouled off. And the count 1-2. He reached for an outside pitch. Bernie Williams on deck. A game that has gone over four hours. 
tying run, and of course Boston at home plate, the winning run. And here's the one-two. That's low, and the count two and two. Paul really staying away from Boston. The center fielder, Mike Hump, is playing several steps, maybe five, six steps toward left center field. Coles and left just straight away. It'll be a two-two. Lays off the outside pitch just in the count three and two. Well, Mattingly will not be going because that would be a strike him out, throw him out, double play. But now Hall. Nash to throw a strike. So he's got to make the pitch a little more palatable for Darrell Boston. And now... Gerald Williams goes in to run for Mattingly, and you can bet your boots he will be off. And no question about it now. Oh, Mattingly leaves. Gerald Williams goes in to run for him, and Buck Showalter is holding up a sign saying he is running three and two. There's no question about it. Why would you do that? If you didn't do it before. So Gerald Williams gets the lead at first. It'll be a 3-2 to Boston. And a throw over and Gerald jumps on back. Darrell Boston ready to swing 3-2. and two. If Hall misses, the Yankees will have... The tying run at second and the winning run at first. And here's the 3-2. Runner goes, pitches ground to foul. What a jump Gerald Williams had. If Boston had struck out, Borders had no chance. He had a, a fabulous jump against Darren Hall. You know, it conceivably, and I'm just guessing, but I'm, I bet Gerald Williams has seen Hall before because they both were in the International League last year. Sure, Syracuse against Columbus. That's a good point. inches off. There he goes. The 3-2. Hammered. Great stop by Olrud. He fumbles it. Goes to the bag and touches up. Nice stop by Olrud or that would have been a base hit to right field. Boston hit it hard. But you can see why Hall's effective. He gets a lot of ground balls. The pitch was over the outside corner. That was a great play, John. He moved so quickly to his right and Boston really scorched it. Kept it real close to the earth. But a great play moving to his right by Olrud. He stopped the ball, stayed with it, picked it up, and stepped on the bag. And he saved the first and third situation. Indeed. Now there's a ball on the field, I think, escaped. So Joe Carter will go out in right field and throw it away. Hall's pitches are almost like a right-hand side armor who will deliver, like Mark Eichhorn, for example. Or the, the guy used to be with the Mets, Terry Leach. Terry Leach. They, they come up and sink down and away from the angle in which they're thrown. You almost have to go with that pitch, but the Yankees haven't been doing. They're trying to pull that pitch. The pitch to Bernie is on the inside corner for a strike. To keep Bernie honest. I guess they did that in the top of the inning. Didn't notice. It's starting to get a little overcast. It's been overcast all day, but a little darker. The tying run is at second with one out. The Yanks have two shots at it. 
There's the 0-1. It's inside, another slider. Last two pitches have been sliders down and in to Bernie. Basically, Paul throws a sinking fastball. And as I mentioned, they almost, when he delivers the ball to the outside part of the plate against the left-hand hitter, they sink almost down and away. The 1-1. There's the strike. Another breaking ball. The count 1-2. and two. breaking pitch. It might have been a little bit below the knees. That's why Bernie was arguing. That's where it was caught. But maybe it cascaded over the plate right around the knees. Yankees have one left-hand hitter next. Left, I should say. And they might use him for Gallego. Let's see. It'll be a 1-2. Just missed outside. And the count 2-2. Two two. But Hall has kind of advertised the slider down and in so Bernie can't go reaching over the plate. Hall probably wants the pitch. I'm just guessing. The tying run, Gerald Williams leads off second. And the 2-2. He struck him out swinging. They're two-way. The Yanks are down to their final out. They'll use Noakes for Gallego. Exchange speeds on that one. Your attention, please. Curveball diving Your down at the last moment. It was kind of up in the zone, but it had enough of a drop to it that Bernie Williams swung over the top. Also, the change of speed got him. Well, this is it, and here comes Galen Sisko. To probably talk to Hall about how to pitch to Noakes. Noakes has never seen Hall before, unless he might have seen him in a spring training game. I doubt it. And our sound system, we gave you the names. Play, those were the days. Those were the days, my friend. We thought they'd never end. That I thought. I thought they might end October 3rd, and I was hoping maybe October 28th or so. Wouldn't that be your anniversary? 30th. 30th. You get your best bib and tucker ready for that. You're going to have a blowout. That really? Yep. All right. The 28th or the 30th? Both. Hopefully the 28th would be the end of the series. <laughs> 30th for sure. Here's Matt Noakes. Two outs. Gerald Williams at second. And the pitch is swung on and driven in deep right center field. Back goes Huff. He's there in deep right center. Makes the catch. And the ball game is over. And in 13 innings, Toronto has beaten the Yankees by the score of 8-7. Uh, the home run by Ed Sprague in the top of the inning. Noakes hit it very well. And Huff caught it on the very edge of the warning track in deep right center field. So the game goes 4-0-6. It also goes 13 innings, and Toronto is the victor, 8-7. Well, if they're going to go, they certainly went out with a, a pretty... Funky ball game. A lot of things went on in this one. Yankees play a little sloppy defense in the outfield, but for the most part, 
an entertaining ball game, 8-7. They kept it four more innings than it should have gone, and if they go on strike, well, that's a pity. That's a shame. We hope it doesn't happen. We'll make the play. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I don't think anybody's listening to us. All the fans have been saying the same thing. And about 12 midnight tonight, we'll know for sure what the story is. And I think we all know what the story is. We hope the story changes. We hope the ending is a completely different ending than we've been expecting throughout the book. So this is just the ball game. Tonight is the season. Well said, Michael. Well, I know I'll see you tomorrow. I just don't know where. I'll see you either here at 645 for Yankee pregame before the second game of the four-game weekend series, or I'll see you at Mickey Mantle's at 7. Well, as much as I like Mickey Mantle's, I'd rather see you right here. Right. Well, we'll hope that, and if not, see Mickey's. Thank you, Michael. Here are the totals on the ball game. the Blue Jays as they win it in 13 innings. Eight runs, 12 hits, one error. They left nine. For the Yanks, seven runs, nine hits, one error. They left eight. Darren Hall wins it. He's two and three. Joe Osanio loses. He's two and one. They drew... They drew 37,333. The Yankees, in their last 10 games, averaged, I think it's almost on the nose, run around there, 40,000 people a game for their last 10 games. So don't tell me business ain't good. Business is good, pal. With the loss, the Yankees dropped to 70 and 43, and the Blue Jays improved to 55 and 60. Yankee postgame is next if you have the chance, stay tuned. The final in 13 innings today, Toronto 8, Yankee 7, and from Yankee Stadium in New York. This is New York Yankees baseball. We're at the beach where everyone's talking about going naked. Hey, when's the last time you went naked? When I went naked? <laughs> I can't explain that right now. I went skinny dipping in the ocean. Tingly. Probably about three hours ago. <laughs> when you get mystic, you go naked. Hey, naked is natural, believe. I think you kind of get the bitch. 100% natural fruit beverage. And it comes in a bunch of cool flavors. Caribbean fruit pie. It's fruity, tangy, zippy. And you can, like, really taste the peaches. It's like peach. Mystic's so natural, it's like going naked. It's like my mom just made it. Mystic. 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 My taste buds are dancing. Oh, yeah. Shoot the curl, man. Get yeah, Mystic and go naked. And I love to go naked. No preservatives, no additives. I can't stop drinking it. Nothing funky. That's really good. No sand in it. Not at all. Good ice cream. Let's go naked. Get Mystic and go naked. <laughs> Check it out. The editor's of Quake Magazine rated Mystic number one out of seven leading iced teas. Look for 100% delicious Mystic fruit drinks and iced teas at your local Pathmark at A&P. Okay, kid, you know the drill. We stall out here on the mound until I can get a reliever warmed up for you. Yeah, sorry, coach. I just ran out of gas. No, you didn't. Huh? You can't run out of gas. Oil? Oil you can run out of. Gas? No way. But, coach... Gas is cleaner, too. Costs less to use than oil heat. And you don't have to wait for delivery. But, coach, you already told me. Hey, I converted to gas heat years ago. Takes no time at all. And for less than 50 bucks, you can get a one-year service contract. But, coach, you told me... 
told me about switching the gas during spring training. And? Uh-oh, here comes the um. Okay, come on, Harry. You're bringing in a reliever or what? I know what. Don't wait for winter before bringing in your relief. If you're a PSE&G customer, switch to gas heat now. Just call 1-800-352-8666. That's 1-800-352-8666. You're kidding. Nope, he still hasn't switched to gas. Well, I haven't had the time. It looks to me like you got the rest of the afternoon. Now, wait a oh, minute. Hey, get out of here. Today's Yankee game has been brought to you by your tri-state quality Ford dealers who have five of the top ten best-selling vehicles in America. See your Ford dealer and see for yourself. And by the men and women of UAW Ford, working together for quality. 100% natural, 100% delicious mystic fruit beverages and iced teas. Delta Airlines. Every day, Delta and the Delta Connection offer you more than 4,900 flights to more than 300 cities. Lee Miles, the people who know car and truck transmissions for an order domestic. The Sports Authority with 12 convenient locations. Kmart, the official retailer of the New York Yankee Radio Network. Members only. Amoco Gasoline. You expect more from a leader. By PSE&G. Take the power in your hands. Convert to natural gas. York Heating and Air Conditioning. The doctors of home comfort. Your Tri-State Jeep and Eagle dealer. There's only one Jeep and it's only at your Tri-State Jeep and Eagle dealer. Channel Home Centers. Neighbor to neighbor since 1908. Valvoline People who know, use Babeline. Nationwide insurance. Nationwide is on your side. STP. Snapple. Made from the best stuff on earth. Motel Sporting Goods. Gotta go to Moe's. Nobody beats the Wiz. Home Entertainment Centers. For state-of-the-art home electronics, music, and movies, nobody beats the Wiz. And by Coors Light, the silver bullet. Keep on moving. And now, the post-game show with John Sterling. And the post-game program brought to you by Cypressdeen Paints. Cypressdeen Paints, great price and great advice. You make it we go to uh, the highlights of the ball game. The Yankees lost it in 13. The game went back and forth about 10 different times. 8-7 to seven to Toronto. Blue Jays grabbed the early lead. In the second inning, with one out, Olroot singled, and Huff walked. And with two outs, Ed's break came up. And he drilled a terrific shot to deep center. It went off the very top of the center field wall, just to the right field side of the 408 foot sign. And went off the wall maybe an inch or two from the very top. Came back for a triple for Sprague. The first of his big hits of the day. And Toronto had a 2-0 lead. But the Yankees took the lead in the third inning. Michael Kay was at the microphone when Gallego lined out. And Pat Kelly kind of jump-started the Yankee offense with a bunt single down the third baseline. Luis Bologna lined a double down the left field line to put runners at second and third. Wade Boggs had a sack fly to center field. Kelly crossed. And it was a two-to-one game. And then Paul O'Neill drew a walk. So there were two on, two out, two-one Toronto, and Danny Tartable at the plate. Hankins sets, checks Polonia, the two-one. Swung on and hit deep to left field. See ya, home run, and the Yankees lead 4-2. Oh, what a shot by Danny Tartable. You blink. Yeah, Danny hit a three-run home run. It was 4-2. However... The uh, Blue Jays came back in the sixth inning against Melito Perez. Molitor singled, and with one out, Olrud walked. 
And then Mike Huff. And doubled in a run. And put runners at second and third. And made it 4-3. Uh, and the next hitter was Darnell Coles. Here's Darnell Coles. And the pitch is a high fly to left center. That will tie the game. Bologna in deep left makes the catch. Olrud could walk home. The throw comes to our third. It's going to go in the Toronto dugout. No one was there. And I think the run is going to be allowed home. It is. Oh. So Huff scores all the way from second as Bologna threw the ball to the Toronto dugout. He didn't even throw close. And it's 5-4 Toronto. Yeah, and I went on, if you heard the play-by-play, -play, I said he could have run the ball in, he could have walked the ball in, he could have rolled the ball in. <laughs> he wound up and tried to muscle a throw to third, was way off line. There was no one there. And he threw the ball practically directly into the Toronto dugout. And Huff is allowed an extra base. He scored. And so Toronto took a 5-4 lead. But the Yankees regained the lead in the sixth inning. Charnable struck out and Mattingly flied out. But then Layritz walked. Bernie Williams singled. And Gallego on a 3-2 pitch walk. Bases loaded, two outs. It brought up Pat Kelly. The 1-2. Curveball is lined to center field. It is a base hit. Layritz scores. Bernie Williams scores. A two-run, two-out single for Pat Kelly. And the Yankees take a 6-5 lead. So the 6-5 lead lasted until the 8th. And then, remember Polonia's throwing error, a ridiculous throw into the dugout, cost the Yanks a run. Well, Bernie Williams' bad defensive play in center field cost him a run in the 8th. John Olrud led off. He lined pitch. Well, why don't you hear it? Here's what Olru did in the eighth. The 1-1 is lined to center field. On the run is Bernie. Has to play it on a hop and it gets by him. It rolls all the way toward the warning track. Olru around second. He'll go to third. Terrible sloppy play by the Yankees and Olru has a three-base hit. Could be a single and a two-base error. Bernie put on the brakes, slipped, and the ball went past him. So what should have been a single to center field has turned into three bases, and there's the tying run. Yeah, it was caught a, a scored a triple. So after an out, Coles doubled down the left field line to tie the game, and we went to the bottom of the eighth inning. The Yankees didn't score. Neither team scored in the ninth. In fact, neither team scored till the twelfth, and with one out, Joe Carter hit one deep down the left field line, hit the foul pole for a home run, and Toronto had a 7-6 lead, but in the bottom of the 12th, Luis Polonia led off with a double. Boggs had an infield single, sending Louis to third, and O'Neill chopped a ground ball at the middle, turned into a double play. That tied the game at 7, and we went to the 13th inning. Now Joe Osanio is pitching, and with uh, Osanio on the mound. The leadoff hitter was Ed Sprague. We're calling this the quality play of the game. It's brought to you by the United Auto Workers, UAW and Ford, working together for quality. The 2-0 is corked at deep left field. Back goes Polonia to the track. To the wall, it's gone. Ed Sprague homers in the left field seats, and Toronto takes an 8-7 lead here in the top of the 13th. In the bottom of the 13th, the Yankees did get a leadoff walk from Mattingly. However, Darrell Boston grounded out. Bernie Williams struck out. Matt Noakes flied out. And the Yankees had lost the ball game by the score of 8-7. 8-12-1 for Toronto. They left 9. 7-9-1 for the Yanks. They left 8. Darren Hall wins it. He's 2-3. Joe Osanio loses. He's 2-1.
The Yankees fall to 70 and 43 with the loss. And Toronto improves to 55 and 60. And Ed Sprague with the two-run triple and the home run is our Computer Associates star of the game. Computer Associates, makers of software superior by design.